0: Welcome to The Metalist, where we discuss our top five personal favorites. Yeah. Is that what you want to call it? All things metal, all things distorted guitars. If you dig it, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud. Don't forget, rate and review, like and subscribe, give us a follow, maybe give us a share. Now, you know what time it is? What time is it? I'm ready for some fucking God Hammered. And now your hosts, David Dilo Lopez, and Jason Smith. This is the Metalist.
1: Hello and good morning from us to you everybody Whenever you're listening to this, wherever you're listening to this It's a Metalist Podcast I'm Dave I'm Jason He's Jack Alright, thanks Jack So today we're going to talk about Well, me and Jason are big fans of the deathier end of things So today we're going to talk about our favorite death metal vocalists Now I started this, and full disclosure, we did this before But we decided we need to update a lot of things uh, and I was calling them growlers. I don't know if I could necessarily apply that to everybody. Uh, so we're just going with death metal vocalists in general. Do you want to... Growlers,
0: like, gutturals, yeah, fucking... ears. Uh, whatever. Yeah, man. I don't even know what they call them. I mean, I guess... I don't know. I guess the growly... I see the difference between growls and gutturals. I could see that. You know, and then there's the, the,
1: the pocket dudes that like... Uh, what do they call that shit? Tunnel vocals wind tunnel vocals whatever you want
0: to call that well yeah I mean there's like tunnel mics yeah like them, they sound really fucking cool all of it sounds really fucking cool I I, I really like where death metal is at as far as like it is branching out into so many different things we were, we were just talking off air but mm-hmm. we were talking about like some of the retro stuff I don't really like the sound of it I think it's cool that it's there
1: here's where I'm at it started off cool when like because it was nobody was doing it at all and now there's a lot of bands that are doing it, and it, to me, it was a it was a reaction to how techy things got. It's
0: well, and how the sound too, the you know, hyper compressed and yeah, super and very clear. Yeah. So okay, actually no, let's no,
1: we'll <laughs> save
0: that for another one. But okay, let's first of all, I I think what we need to do is we need to define what we we are talking about when we say death metal vocals, because that can mean a lot of different things depending on a lot of people's knowledge of what the actual genre is. So, right off the bat, I'm just going to say now, if it's associated with a deathcore or a slamming deathcore band, I'm not going to include it. If it's associated with a melodic death metal band, not it, if he or she is associated with a melodic death metal band, I'm not going to include it. But I mean, as far as like brutal death metal, slamming brutal death metal, fucking tech death, all that stuff, all that's fair game. Right. But those other ones, I'm just going to leave out for another episode because, uh, you know, when we talked about it before, I did kind of get into some of those other bands. I'm not going to bring that up right now because that's for a whole other thing. When I'm talking about death metal vocals... So we'll get into the start of it. Think uh some Phil Anselmo stuff. You know the screams that he did. Think uh Devil Driver Dez. Um well I used to call the, the you know what me and my friends called the Cougar scream. Um I, I can't really do it or I do it right now Just blah, like that sort of thing. That for a long time was considered death metal vocals and that's how you end up with melodic death metal and mm-hmm. I I had such a hard time with with that term because I, I guess the melodic part But it, also yeah. I had a hard time with it Because I didn't feel like any of the fucking like I didn't feel like the vocals were Like what about What about At The Gates When I heard At The Gates or when I heard In Flames I All I could think of was like What about this is death metal If you listen to old At The Gates It's clearly I mean it's it's
1: own variation But it's, it's clearly death metal And that's where it all kind of stems from and then you go to Slaughter of the Soul, and it's a completely different beast, but it still has elements of that, right? It's everything that came after that. That whole wave that they started gets still tagged as melodic death metal, even though
0: like it's very minimally tangential. You well, know, it's weird because even when it, I heard Carcass, like I was listen, well, I would listen to Heartwork, and I'm just like, I don't, I, know, I never heard what type of music that was called. Mm-hmm. I just listened to it when I first listened to it, having no prior fucking notion of what it was, I didn't consider that death metal. Because the vocals weren't low. He was screaming but they weren't low. Turns out those screams were actually what was considered death metal vocals. And now it makes sense because I guess I, listen, I go back and you listen to the first two Cannibal Corpse albums instead of Tomb of the Mutilated. Chris Barnes is singing a lot fucking higher in a higher register. You go back to anything Death did. I mean, he, he was never that low vocally. You go back to even like David Vincent, who's not super low, very understandable, not super low. John Tardy had, like, a kind of a different fucking thing, but not overly low. And, I mean, to be honest with you, Glenn Benton's more of, like, a mid-range kind of dude. He's not super fucking low. Yeah, he's just burly. So, a lot of those guys, and then you throw on, like, you know, these, you know, carcass and fucking, you know, and, and at the gates and in early in flames. And you throw in, um, fuck, repulsion? Yep. See, that's the thing. is You know, stuff like that. It's yeah. It's that higher scream. And it's like, okay, like... That was considered death metal vocals. What I know as death metal vocals was actually, and I don't know if it still is, but for a long time it was considered brutal. Vocals or brutal death vocals. I, I would go with that. Especially that was the, that was Chris Barnes, too many mutilated. That was Frank Mullen on uh, you know, G- Well, any suffocation well, album. Too, yeah. that was you know malevolent creation was another one that wasn't overly low vocals Well, you know, you what's know?
1: funny about you know, they always get talked about as a death metal band But if you ask them they would say they're a very heavy thrash band, which
0: well, so here's the weird thing too Like thing. I was thinking about it and I'm like, you know if none of the fucking the, at the time when thrash was around They were the heaviest thing around right? Yeah. So, basically, what Death Metal did was they took thrash music, basically, and, you know, sometimes they teched it up like fucking Chuck, you know, with death. Yeah. But, I mean, the first death stuff isn't overly fucking technical. Oh, yeah. But, you know, Morbid Angel, um, even Cannibal Corpse, you know, a lot of that early stuff, man, is more... It's just, like, really heavy. It's, it's a little bit heavier thrash. Mm-hmm. They're tuned a little bit lower. And the big thing is the vocals. Yeah. They're not... Dude, listen to Hetfield's vocals, man. Like, it just really took me a long time to fucking figure it It wasn't until he had his vocal surgery when he had his vocal surgery and everybody's like oh yes change how he fucking sings and i'm sitting there listening to him i'm like actually he doesn't sound that different like i would go back and listen to master puppets and i would listen to injustice for all and i'm like it's not like he's screaming. Chuck Billy didn't really scream, not till later. And he would do some, like, he'd throw in some, like, low vocals here and there. But not, he didn't solely go into that register. He wasn't screaming either. Belladonna's pretty much fucking Steve Perry. And, you yeah, know, yeah. And it should have been gone! Yeah. You know, and, and, and fucking Mustaine is the gremlin. Like, it, yep. that's, yeah. You, Tom Araya was just, you know, the hardcore singer, you know, that played bass in a thrash band. And occasionally and, broke into falsetto. Yeah. <laughs> I, can't even, he, I he literally can't, just tried to do yeah. it, and all that came out was. Well, he can't even do it. He, he stopped doing it completely. <laughs> <laughs> you so spoke c- his language. I couldn't fuck it. I, I couldn't fuck it. But yeah, none of those dudes fucking screamed. Venom, no. Mm-hmm. Sp- awesome. <laughs> wow, just knocked my mic completely Let's off. See that Venom, format you know, like. no yeah. screaming. Um, Celtic Frost, no screaming. Well. Actually, Celtic Frost might have had some of that fucking style in and them. And
1: a lot of the early growlers do cite Celtic Frost as yeah, their prime Yeah, I mean, influence.
0: they might have had a little bit of that. But there wasn't anything like that. So really when you get down to it, anything that was actually like really screaming, that was death metal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Because that's kind of what people are like, what kind of bandage you used to play in? I just say death metal. Because if you fucking say, you know, a heavy metal band, they automatically think Judas Priest or they think fucking, you know, ACDC or something. And I'm like, no, it wasn't even not it. No. (gasps) Yeah. They might think fucking Motley Crue or something. I'm like, okay, I mean, I was in bands like that, too. But that's not what I just it just never really occurred to me as it was going on that that was. Consider death metal vocals. Yeah, no,
1: for sure. I, and I don't think that's something you figure out until you're, like, way... You know, when you're already into it and you're, you're a
0: little further into Simpateur's it. is another one. Yeah. Max had lower vocals, uh-huh. but he wasn't screaming lower. It was just more like a... He was like Headfield, but with a lower voice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he was still that yelling in key kind of thing. And, and to like I said, Phil Anselmo didn't do all the time. But he was the first person I really heard that did the fucking wah! You know, like, that sort of thing. So... Hey, real quick. I, re- I kind of attribute it to him, some of it, the, the, the cougar scream. Yeah, because he does a lot of that, and I've seen him do lows
1: live. Have you ever come across any recording, studio recording of any sort that Phil did any
0: lows on? Because, like, not he's really. got a
1: good low, man. I just wonder well, why he never Neustad recorded
0: Well, Jason did lows when I saw Metallica. Every time I saw Metallica with newstead you know, I mean, thing that should not be, he'd always throw in these fucking really low fucking death metal style vocals, dude, and it was just like... Oh yeah, dude! Like he—he he would do in the same way Chuck Billy would do him. I was just—you know it was say. Just like in a certain spot. Yeah, he would just fucking, you know, like really hit this low thing where, like, yeah. they didn't do it all the time, but it was—it was kind of there every once in a while. <clears throat> and granted, this is like you know obviously his new status later in Metallica's career, but I just I, I never really thought about it. And so basically, what I'm saying, like with my guys. Actually, let's get let's get into the difference between a deathcore vocalist and a death metal vocalist. Deathcore in general versus death metal is a wider range of variety. That's what it is to me. Like you said, because um, I believe the episode will be out by the time this one comes out. Like you said, with uh, metalcore being kind of like this, you know, it's become a blanket.
1: Yeah, uh, just genre. the same way metal is,
0: just the same way rock um, is. Death Metal has gotten there also, and so has Death Core. It, you know, it's no longer just Death Metal vocals with hardcore music or vice versa. It's Now, it's this whole other fucking thing, and, and it's its own genre. And it's, it does get blurred a lot because you do have a... Basically, what it's like Death Metal is like the niche version. Just like hardcore is like a niche version. And then you have Metal Core and Death Core come in. And what they do is they take these niches and they add all these other niches to make this one big conglomerate. And that's kind of what it is. It does blanket a lot of things, so does deathcore. And to me, the difference between a deathcore vocalist and a death metal vocalist is a lot of death metal vocalists, the majority of them, are one-trick ponies. Okay, they, they do, and again, that's not a bad thing, especially if you're really good at the one-trick. They tend to stay in a particular range. There are some guys that really fucking stand out because they have maybe a couple things that they can do really well like my number five, or sometimes they have, they can do all of it. And then the difference is going to be for this particular list for me is if they're associated with a death core band, I'm not putting them in a death metal vocalist. Yeah. That's for another list, which we will get into. And you know what? I might have a fucking even harder time with that list because when I'm talking cream of the crop death metal vocals, it's really hard to do because... There are a lot of one-trick guys. There are a lot of guys that tend to sound the same. It's hard when you get those real throaty vocals to really get your voice to sound different. You know, when you're singing, your voice has a certain tone, and it can change tone a lot. Like, again, you're always going to sound how you sound. But that's what I mean. Like, you're going to sound how you sound. Where, like, most anybody that fucking, you know, like, they're going to sound like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's atonal a lot of times, so which is why it works with almost anything. Yeah, absolutely, right. It's yeah. atonal, so it just works with everything. It makes it harder to distinguish yourselves yourself from the other people that do that, and so, you know, some of it's gonna be uh, not so much effects, but like the way they EQ the vocals, maybe they use a different mic, and then obviously. Like, I got one guy that's, like I said, my top, my number five is probably like a two-trick pony. But, like, for the most part, most of my guys are pretty versatile. And that's probably why they rose to the top. It was really hard to get people to the top. But when it gets to deathcore vocals, it might be more difficult because there is so much more variety. Now it's like, okay, well, I I might like this person's lows, but I don't like their highs. Or I might vice versa. And it's like, whoa, that, that might get crazy. So... I just think it's just a more of a blanket. It's just a bigger variety within the death metal realm. You know yeah, what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, you're talking about a, a style that's been around for 35-plus years now. So there's been a lot of transitions. There's been a lot of people kind of going from the same source and then going outward in completely different directions, doing their own thing entirely. There's plenty of people that carry on traditions really well, and there's people that have forged their own identities completely. And a lot of in-between. So, ultimately, here's where I was at when we did this. I originally was thinking kind of like what you were saying, where I was thinking Tomb of the Mutilated and Suffocation in general onwards. I've since had a bit of a change of heart, and I'm down to go all the way back to Possessed. Possessed or Possession? Possessed. Because there is a lot of lineage there. I will start, however, in saying that uh, none of those bands pretty much before that did make it, because... That is kinda of where I want to focus things, is that more, you know, guttural and onward, you know, early nineties onward kind of trajectory. I could make up a whole nother separate list that's classic death metal or early death metal, mid whatever you wanna call it, dudes. Pretty easily actually. I might just do that for fun at the very end, because I don't know if that's something you'd be game for or not. But I can do it
0: <coughs> make a little fucking collage thing for Instagram, put it on Instagram.
1: Hmm.
0: I can do that. Have we could actually have separate content. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah. We should consider that at you know, some point. You know, I say five,
1: but I'm on four right now, and I can't figure out who five would be. So maybe, maybe another time. But or four, four is my, the perfect collage because yeah. you have the fucking That's one, two, I two, I two, two, three, four on the round. square. Much, so yeah, much more. yeah, much more. By the way, much more. So having said all that, you want to expand on anything else, or you want to get right into it?
0: We we haven't even talked about high vocals yet. So for the longest yeah. time, dude, like fucking all these fucking dudes, they would. Okay, most of them wouldn't even bother. <laughs> And then probably for a good fucking reason. Because Chris Barnes tried it all the time and it sounded like shit. Yeah, it sounded so much like shit. I was like, damn, dude, he fucking sucks at the high vocals. Mm-hmm. Stop doing it. So a lot of guys don't do it. And it's and and I think once some of the guys started throwing it in a little bit, and they started noticing that they they do it, they can do it pretty well. At least at least competently. That can be enough of a fucking change. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, dude, you listen to like Immolation and I just get really bored. And it's not just because the music, but a lot of it is really is like the vocals. I don't know what it is about that band because to me it's the vocals. But, I mean, dude, Frank Mullen doesn't do anything different either. And I'm like, I don't get why I think Frank is more interesting than, I can't remember the guy's name right Uh, offhand. Ross Dolan. Yeah, Ross Dolan. And some of it's the old emulation sound. It, it's, yeah. it's the real muddy stuff. Yeah, and and yeah. I mean, that's just a. That's Their just style a,
1: of riffing is completely different. It's a, completely it's a bummer
0: production-wise for a lot of old death metal because the money wasn't there, and, and 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 well, not just the money, but the know-how. Yeah, that was the other thing. So that's another thing I want to talk about: the sound of death metal right now. You talking about pre-Scott Burns,
1: or even in the think of it? I know a lot of people can't do Scott Burns fucking anything at all. And truth be told, some of this shit sounds a little better than others, you know what I mean? Some of it stands a little more the test of time than
0: others. I I mean, after, I mean, okay, so right now, a friend of ours posted something, and he mentioned the production. It was like, it was a tech death, man. This guy's like... So, the original post, this is amazing, the production is flawless. First comment... You mean the type of production where the drums sound programmed and the guitars played by robots? Yeah, flawless, but soulless as well. I tried. Our friend says, It's 2019 tech death. It's got to be tight, layered, and up front in the mix. If it was programmed instead of performed on the record, then it would be soulless. Nothing wrong with spending time and money on a high quality recording, in my opinion. I commented, you mean the type of production where you can hear every note and tone crystal clear? All the frequencies aren't stomping all over each other and canceling each other out? Yes, please give me more. So that's what, that to me, that's why a lot of the newer death metal stuff sounds the way it did. A lot of people want to go back to this old sound and that's fine. You want to go back to the old sound, go back to it. You want to listen to that, go listen to it. I don't want to listen to it because I already was... I experienced it when it happened. I get people want to experience that now. That's fine. I, I just already kind of went through it, and all I ever wanted was death metal that sounded better. Yeah, for sure. They just didn't have the know-how. They didn't have the technology. They didn't have a way to get you know l- lower guitars, to be clear. They didn't have a way to get it sound bassy without making it sound muddy. You know, And as it went on, I mean, they, they got better at doing a lot of fucking things. I mean, you listen to Morbid Angel albums, man. A lot of them sound fucking great like you know cannibal corpse as it goes on sounds better and better and better death sounds better better and better so it did get better and and it just kept getting better because technology kept getting better and it's like there's so many people that are against the fucking technology part of it is yeah for sure like i want to hear something that sounds clear where i can hear everything like and it just crushes you know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. for instance, now nah, we won't even get in that. But okay, but I mean, that's that's what I've always wanted. And so, someone I guess that's kind of like, if it was already there when they started, you know, maybe younger kid just discovered death metal and and, and he's already hearing that. You know, maybe he wants the older sound. And, and so, I get why the older sound is there, and I'm glad there's a ton of bands fucking coming up doing that shit. I mean. Yeah. Because for a long you time, know.
1: there wasn't anybody doing that. Yeah. And it was all tech and pristine. Yeah, well, So and you get to have the expanded cake, eat it too. And they so
0: much of like, yeah. what death metal is. And yeah. they could probably get kids that... Okay, maybe they get sick of that sound, so they check out some of these new bands. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, It should be constantly evolving, and I appreciate that. Here's yeah. the thing, man. I would love to see a new
1: way to sound raw and organic and dingy without reverting back to, oh, we'll just do what they did with fucking, you know... Let alone you know, say, not even Scott Burns, the Sunlight Studio sound, that seems to be actually what's more popular than anything with Old Entombed and Dismember, you know? Like, I feel like that's where they're drawn more from than even the Morris Sound stuff. I, I haven't heard anybody try to do, like, you know, the Randy Burns, Scream Bloody Gore, Seven Churches production, although I'm sure that's a thing, too. The
0: one thing I've seen that kind of sounds like the old uh, Morris Sound was Blood Incantation. I keep hearing about them, and maybe I actually—I mean, saw them, them live, and they sound live just like their fucking album. It just sound like shit. Mm-hmm. But that's what that Morris sound—the old Morris sound—sound sound kind of what it was. Just that muddy, shitty sounding. You can't, either you know, the kick drums don't sound tight. The yeah. it's it's,
1: but again people love that fucking band. Oh yeah, way. dude, like that.
0: they 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 were on that Cannibal Corpse Morbid Angel tour for a reason, and I sat and watched the entire set. I didn't leave. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I didn't particularly like it, but at the same time, all I could think of was like this is what death metal used to sound like to some degree. Not, yeah. I mean, you know, maybe they were going a little bit extreme with it, but to some degree, it's yeah, that's what it kind of sounded like. Just a little bit more muddier and, and a little raw and like dirtier and, and and again that that was just a sound I just wanted to get away from for so long mm-hmm. yeah I mean for the longest time I just wanted death metal to have the same production quality that something like Metallica had or you know something like fucking Machine Head or fucking whatever like some of those early you know those mid 90s bands were getting really good production and that's you know when you listen to that and you're a death metal fan or punk fan or whatever it may be, you're listening to some kind of music that fucking doesn't have the production quality, right? It's pretty normal, it would seem normal to me for to wonder what this would sound like with that production. Yeah, I mean,
1: to a degree you kind of got that, but it was only certain bands, right? Because you got Fleming Rasmussen on Covenant by Morbid Angel. You know, um, as much you know as everybody equally lauds and gives grief to Scott Burns for what he did with Morris Sound, on the other side of the pond, you also had Colin Richardson, who started off doing every Carcass album after their first one, uh, I and mean, that's where he kind of perfected things, and then that's where you go on to the first two Fear Factory records from Roadrunner.
0: Well, that was one I wanted, like, Heartworks production quality yeah, on, like, a Cannibal Corpse album, which right, eventually yeah, they yeah. got there. But yeah, they, they had the, him eventually, <laughs> you know? Eventually they got there. Eventually everybody got there. Like that, yeah. that's, but all I wanted was that, and so now I finally have it's like fuck yeah, dude. I'm I'm not trying to go backwards, like, but I mean I I have listened to some of those new ones, man. Like just to see what was there. Um, you know some of it's pretty fucking cool. Like I don't, I, it, it's again, it's like we said too. It's, you know I I probably listened to it a couple songs or maybe you know throw it in a playlist or something it might work out, but because it would drastically fucking change the playlist, that's for sure. Yeah, no doubt. You know, but... Well, real quick, I, you know what the thing about these throwback
1: bands, and this goes for any throwback band, it's cool. But as much as you try to sound like what you're trying to sound like, you're not that, it's its own thing. You know what I mean? It's like all the the Stranger Things or the... What's that fucking John Carpenter wannabe movie about the sexually transmitted ghost, as I like to call it? It Follows or something like that? Or Yeah. it's It's cool. It's an homage. It's not the original. It's its own thing. The original is the original, and it's you know, it was a set of circumstances that could never be completely replicated. It's like when re Thrash happened, you could never recreate what made that actual original Thrash movement so special. I think in the, the only way place. you'd be able
0: to do it is if you legit just went and grabbed the same equipment, you know, and not use your you know, your Mesa Boogie fucking triple rectifier that you got, you know, two months ago, mm-hmm. and use like an old amp with old mics and you know, and old rooms and. Like, you would have to really kind of study to see how they did it back then, to make it sound how they did back then. It's the same idea of, you know, St. Anger. It's like, oh, we wanted to make a, you know, they spent a million dollars on an out trying to make an album sound like they spent $1,500. I'm like, why don't you just spend $1,500? Yeah, yeah, see how it really feels. (laughs) You know, I mean, not even that, but just to get that kind of sound. As much as I love computers and technology and stuff, man, and they can replicate a lot... There's also a lot of studio shit that people did, like little studio fucking tricks and, and magic stuff that they did that, that that's it's, it's it wasn't just the equipment.
1: Yeah. Well, so specifically I say about the HM2 sound that's become so prominent today in, hard, in metal and hardcore, you know, there was a lot of shit that went into making left hand pass sound like it was the way it did. It wasn't just the you know, and it's a pretty easy formula. Get an HM2 as fun as that must be nowadays on ebay and whatnot was that the one with the blown out speaker okay so that's where i'm getting at so but the hm2 itself it's easy you just get the you get the pedal and you just turn everything to 10 all four knobs to 10 right that's the easy way to do it and there's like all these replica pedals and whatnot now the way they did it on the actual album was yes it was a busted ass blown out speaker practice (laughs) amp uh, with an HM2 in a room, XYZ. There's all these other little things that went into it. We well, it well, yeah, you know. don't know
0: how many fucking guitar tracks they used yeah. and how they blended it. Yeah. Because that's the other thing. Well, we use, we use this amp and we use this amp, we use this amp, right? Mm-hmm. And then we put this amp on little tiny speakers. We put this amp on a regular speaker. We put this one in a blown speaker, blah, 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 right? Okay, so now everybody has that set up yeah. for their recording studio. All right. Now, how did they blend it? And that's where the producer comes in. That's where the engineer comes in. And that's where the quote-unquote magic is. Yeah. It's really hard to replicate it. Now, in that regard, that's where it's so cool that like you can go back and say, "Hey, I want to fucking make a, an album that sounds like Left Hand Path." Mm-hmm. And it's like, "All right, cool." And you're never gonna have to worry about someone. Well, I mean, you always have to worry about someone saying you ripped it off. Yeah. But really, man, you didn't rip it off you use the template but it's still going to sound like you it's going to be your material for one but for two you don't have that blend so maybe to an a a, uh, a casual ear it all sounds the same yeah but to someone who has a good ear they'll be able to hear the difference and say like oh you know these guys might okay these guys were big and tomb fans like all right cool like and it's it sounds close enough to where it's like all right this is fucking cool I like this or maybe they're just like oh this sounds too much like entombed and eh you know maybe I don't like it yeah there's a lot of that going around now but the cool thing about trying to go back and fucking replicate and be retro and stuff is like it, the reason it works is because you'll you'll never be able to fully truly recreate you know because. It's not. It's literally not the same circumstances. It's not the same hands playing the guitars. It's not the same sticks and the same heads and the, the same humidity in the room. It, there's so many different fucking things. And, and that's why it's cool because it's like, all right, we can get this sound and still not have it be exactly the same. Because I'm, I'm not going to lie. I mean, some of the stuff that the new, the new retro stuff is playing, some of the stuff that they're playing, I guess this is what they call caveman stuff. Yeah, that's the, the relatively that's simple yeah. riffs. Um, it works a little bit better with that crappy sound. Yeah, that's true. I it mean, if they were sounds... really trying to blaze on some fucking, yeah. you know, some fucking crazy, it might not work as well because it might sound even a little bit worse. But a lot of the band, not all of them, but a lot of the bands, and not—I mean, I haven't heard all the songs either, but but the majority of the stuff that I heard. Was relatively like fucking simpler stuff, and I thought, well, this really fucking works. It's conducive, just like if you tried to have that same sound with super techy stuff, it would sound like absolute shit. Oh, dude, it's like compressing. The, or you're taking the tech death sound right now and putting it on fucking like I hate God. Yeah, well, like, yeah it would the, sound yeah. really fucked. Like, yeah. and you know, because that's a genre. I think I love this. It sounds shitty. I love it when it sounds shitty. Is, mm-hmm. is there's two genres I will allow. You know shitty production man to some degree like in is all bets are off like sludge can sound as shitty as it wants Absolutely, it helps The other w- The other one it's like okay, I'll go to a level and then there's a level beyond that where I'm like no But uh, that's black metal Yeah, <coughs> I, t- I told you I was on a Dark Throne kick somewhat recently, right? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, so like and that was the thing is like I love Soulside Journey And I love all the shit they did from like 2005 onward when they went in more of a cross direction I tried revisiting, because I'm not a big black metal guy, I'm especially not a big Norwegian black metal guy with the exception of like Emperor and Fjord. So I tried going back and trying those actual definitive black metal albums. And just the idea that the recording got purposely shittier on each subsequent one is mind blowing to me, but it's totally fitting with the aesthetic and it absolutely works and it's definitive for a reason. Yeah, there's
0: a, there's a point where I'm just like, okay, dude, like that's Yeah, yeah, enough.
1: yeah. That third album in that in that in that first three it's like, when that's they went too Black much, dude, yeah, I dude. Can't
0: do it. I can't fucking do it. But yeah. But I love the the compressed sound of death metal. Like a lot of the death metal stuff now, I, I like that sound it just sounds chunky and fucking heavy and you know i don't give a fuck if something sounds like it has soul in it like who who even fucking can say what that is
1: yeah well here's the other thing too there's so many different types at this point of death metal that you just find the one that works for you and don't fucking worry about the other one dude you know you got you got your shit people have theirs and it's cool if you can like more than one you know in fact i encourage that so here let me ask you this how do you feel about the satanist by Behemoth?
0: Wait, which one is that?
1: That's the second to last one. That was that's considered their breakthrough. And here's oh, why I'm asking yeah. you specifically. I like that one a lot. Okay, because it's considered the greatest extreme metal album of this. Because uh, the new ones,
0: the new ones, kind of strange.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, but so their big mission statement was, and because I, I got the uh, you know the DVD or whatever that comes with the uh, the album, right? And it's them being all you know in black and white rooms sipping team it's got the mysterious ethereal music and they're just talking in polish about you know with things have become too safe things and you know we must return to actual danger in this music i was like yes yes i agree with everything you're saying and then i hear it i'm just like this sounds like every other fucking album what are you talking about so that's when it first came out i've gone back and re-listened to it since i i think it's i think it's good there there's a sweet spot for me with behemoth where it's that when they're their least black metal because, again, I'm not a huge black metal dude, but my favorite album is actually The Apostasy or Apostasy or whatever it was in 2007 when they were kind of maybe arguably their most deathy So maybe it's just not my sensibilities, but I've gone back and I appreciate it a little more. But it's just they made such an, a mission statement about and it's absolutely not a super triggered, you know, polished album by any means, but I was expecting something a little more raw based on what they were saying. Um, So I can appreciate its place as what's now being called the greatest extreme metal album of this century so far. I just like a lot of other stuff better. But, you know, I just, you know, because I'm curious because everybody seems to agree on this except me, but... It's an important album, and I can.
0: I've never seen anything that said that before. Oh, but there's tons, <clears throat> and I didn't. See it, it seems until weird later to me, on, but yeah. I mean, Behemoth is pretty big right now, so oh, they're
1: gigantic. They're the biggest. They they I headline above Cannibal Corpse. dude. Never
0: under. Well, I mean, I can see a lot of bands headlining over Cannibal Corpse right now, mm-hmm. uh, throughout time. But is he on your list? No, we discussed oh. <laughs> this last time. Um, Do you consider I, them death metal? Yeah, I, I
1: consider death metal part of what they are. Just like I wouldn't consider them full black metal like they used to be. I mean, they're,
0: I consider them a death metal band.
1: Yeah, I you know, it's... I agree. So here's where I'm seeing a lot of common themes with a lot of guys we're going to be talking about. They're just calling themselves extreme metal now because they're taking little bits from each. And I mean, how many band you know different styles are you talking about with extreme metal? But I could see that. You know, as an umbrella term, even, you know...
0: Black metal, death metal, grind, whatever are underneath. No artist likes to be labeled. Right. Even the, like, it goes all the way back. No artist likes to be labeled. But here's the thing, especially for us and the podcast, like, labels help the people that are looking for you find you. I feel that. Again, you can call yourself an extreme metal band. But if someone thinks Trivium is an extreme metal band and then they hear cattle decapitation, there's a massive disappointment there. I can see that. Where if you say you're a death metal band and fucking someone says, I like Trivium, they're probably not going to bother listening to your band. Or if they do, they at least have a general idea of what it's going to sound like. Fair. But the thing is, like, when you listen to the band talk about what they are... Very rarely, most of the time, they generally fucking say they don't like what they're currently labeled as. And it's like, okay, I get it. I was in a band. I did the same thing. But, like, at the same time, for what we're doing, it's like... And and just just for, like, you know, talking in a barbecue. Already, dude, because of just time... Everything's gotten so mishmashed. You can spend a lot of time just trying to decide what bands are what so that you can continue with your conversation and not just fucking go. Sorry, I'm burping like crazy. Burp City! Yeah. But just so you don't it's it's weird because you want your you're having a conversation about music, you want to be on the same fucking page, you don't want to fucking meander too long or too far away. But at the same time, it's like if you don't have some type of semblance of – it's like why we did you know, with our definitions, why we do our definitions for what we consider it. That might not be what everybody else considers it, but we have to – because we're talking about the thing, we have to define what we are cons- – our definition is. Right. So people listening can fucking figure out what the fuck we're talking about. And then it's up to them to argue, argue about it at their leisure where like it's the same as if we're arguing something or we're debating something at a fucking barbecue – you know, and case in point, a friend of ours, like you know, Montamars, a power metal band, and I'm like, no, they're not. And so it's like, well, why not? And it's like, well, now we have that, now we have to debate it, mm-hmm. right? But if we don't know what the fucking parameters of are, are of a genre, now here's the thing, though. Say, okay, so this is a scenario: a Montamars, a power metal band. Me, no, they're not. Him. Why not? What's the difference? Me, blah blah blah. Him. Blah blah blah, me blah blah blah, him blah blah blah. Let's go to Google, <laughs> reads the interview. You know, Johan fucking says, We're a death metal, band. We, yeah. We're, we're not a fucking power, you know, we're not melodic death metal, we're you know, we're just a, a metal band. And then he hits me with that, and I'm like, oh, Okay, bitch. like, you know what I mean? That, that, that's what I'm talking about, where it's like, Okay, like, uh, as far as the bands saying what they are. You know, because Especially with cattle decapitation I mean, I've seen Five different genres That people consider them Three of the genres I've never even Two of the genres I don't even know What the fuck it is
1: May I ask what those are Just for curiosity I just
0: remember the one Death Grind Like, what the fuck Is Death Grind? Dude, that's just The stupidest fucking thing to me It's like, holy shit, dude Like now you're really fucking splitting, splitting the, hairs, splitting the yeah. fucking hairs, dude. Like, yeah, calm yeah. down. Yeah. But you know what? There might be, like, fucking a whole shitload of people who fucking know what Death Grind is. So to them, it's a thing. And they have their definition for it. And they could probably tell you tell you the definition of why they call it Death Grind, right? I don't have that definition. I don't have that fucking genre in my head. So it seems a bit idiotic. But at the same time, it's like, All right, I'll tell you right now Cattle decapitation For this list counts They're a death metal band to me Yeah, I'm just saying, for for full context What I'm saying is,
1: they're not limited by it It's definitely part of what they are And by that definition, yeah, they could fit in Under that
0: umbrella No No one's limited by anything And that's the thing that I think trips artists out Is they feel like if someone says they're a death metal Or a hardcore band That that's all they're allowed to do And it's like, no, you still decide what you do I feel like I see that more in hardcore than metal but at this point. But the thing is, is is this, you also have to consider your audience. And it's, if, if you're going to be a band that wants to do a lot of different things, you're probably going to have to do that pretty early in your career. Or you do run the risk of losing some fans. Mm-hmm. But you also have to consider the fact that like, you might be one of those bands that changed, and for every one that you lost, you gained two. Would that be worth it to you? So there's a lot of different ways, but... But yeah, the, no one's ever fucking limited, especially nowadays. Fuck, sure. like nowadays you can fucking put anything together. Jesus Christ, it's probably already been done by someone. Right. You know, like I mean, fuck It's This shit gets fucking crazy nowadays, man. Like, but as far as my as far as my list goes, mm. do you got anything else, <laughs> or should we take a break and then get the list?
1: Uh, maybe break so real quick though touching on the melodic death metal thing though you know it started from the the right not the right place but you want you know it started from a similar place and then became its own totally different thing that's why we're really not getting into it i do have one band that's by definition a melodic death metal band but it's not you know it's it's not a in flames it's not derivative of in flames or anything like that it's a, me- a death metal band that just happens to be melodic, you know, which is a totally different thing at this point. Um, but yeah, when you think of so
0: actually, you know what? How melodic? There's a lot. I, I mean, I feel like you listen to something like Our Penance, man. There's like quite a. They have like some melodic stuff in there.
1: They're real. The band I'm talking about is really fucking melodic, but really only for the second and third albums. Hmm. I mean, they're they're kind of melodic on the first. Because I also fourth, think but,
0: like. Um, I mean, because like suffocation is very on the brutal side, where there's yeah. not a lot of fucking melody. But I think even on fucking some of the early Cannibal Corpse stuff, like and especially the new stuff, yeah, there's some fucking melody. I mean, it's heavy melody. I mean, it's they're heavy, but there's melody. I mean, there's melody to it. Yeah, that's that's that catchiness to me. It's putting in, you know, these little melodies and stuff like, and that's the difference between brutal death metal and regular death metal and melodic death metal. Mm-hmm. Melodic death metal tons of melody. A little bit heavier. Right. Well, so that's <laughs> the brutal death it. metal, fucking no melody. Mm-hmm. Really fucking emphasis on the brutal. Yeah. And the death metal's kind of like right in the middle. Yeah. You well, know they they've they've always Morbid Angel. Yeah, now pretty yeah, fucking yeah. melodic when you really get down to it. Even yeah. on Deicide had like a lot of those groovy fucking Shit. <clears throat> you know those groovy melodic riffs death mm-hmm. i mean fuck death's barely a fucking death metal band but a lot of people consider them death metal bands so i'll give them that you know i'll well, mention them here
1: talk about parameters like, they were the ones that set yeah, it for and then they just, just because
0: i don't fucking consider it like fine yeah. but you know tons of melody and that stuff too man Absolutely. like you know obituary a little bit you know like comparatively to some bands well, right fuck i mean actually i mean they got quite a bit when you really get down to it, they mm-hmm. really do have quite a bit. A lot of the older bands, because I mean, they were they were inventing the thing from a lot of a lot of melody, a lot of melodic stuff, and there's still there's still bands like that now. I mean, obviously we we were talking off air, and I was saying like I can't find a whole lot of. It's weird, like what I consider traditional death metal is now just this other thing because now there's like the. I, you know what? We'll do this. Those bands are fucking traditional death metal. The the retro death metal is called retro death metal. We'll just we'll just say that it's yeah. not traditional death. metal. Yeah, We're just gonna call it retro it is death metal its own because
1: thing, yeah. yeah, they're it's, almost it, emphasizing just like power metal is an extension of traditional heavy metal. They right. kind of took that. The retro thing they're trying to accentuate and expand upon the, a the particular more time things. of,
0: of th- yeah. So yeah, but I mean yeah, some of those traditional death metals they're not fucking yeah. techie. They're not super brutal, but they're like a death metal band. Like and and it's like yeah, a lot of those have. Yeah, I mean it's subtle. It's subtle. Yeah. But it is there. And and it might not be there in every single song, but it's not there in every song for many, you know, a lot of bands, so... Absolutely. You Jesus. Know, but more so the core of what I'm getting at, even more so, I think, <laughs> is the reason I don't think we're going to get
1: into a lot of high-pitched vocal stuff. That's, I think, a big reason of... Why we're going
0: with the stuff? We're going because I don't technically, I don't primarily think of high pitch vocals when I think of death metal. You know, no, same here, and that's the thing. Like, and <clears throat> that was the whole deal where like, I had a problem before because I was like, this isn't death metal vocals. Not to you know, to me, this isn't death metal vocals. There's no, you know, Anders Frieden isn't going fucking you know really low, and and Tomas like wasn't low, and it was just like, well, what the fuck? Like, that's not death metal vocals, and like for a while that was considered death metal vocals. So yeah. I, most of mine, I mean, they're. You know, decent variety. Mm-hmm. Um, predominantly low. Yeah. Um, but also, to me, it's, it's like if your highs are going to go high, if you are going to do that, they have to be fucking good. Yeah. I mean, to make my list, they have to be fucking good. Because otherwise, if you're doing both, to be on my list, if you're going to do both, your lows will never be so good. That your your shitty highs can't drag that down. So like, on that you know, on like, that topic, can we just
1: say real quick? I know unless something's drastic, did you, okay. First off, did you say yours changed a lot? I, my my well, not a lot. Okay, mine, mine changed a little bit. Mine though. changed considerably. Not again, not a lot. But I I didn't change the whole fucking list. But things definitely got rearranged, and there's some new names in there. But spoilers. I'm guessing that uh, Trevor from Black Dahlia's isn't on either of ours. No, but
0: I would also consider that a black a melodic death metal okay. band. Yeah, because. The thing and also, he there, he did kind of switch to. I mean, he's definitely like more more high heavy nowadays. So
1: that's what I was getting at. Where what we're talking about is somebody using a high as a as an accent to their low or their mid or whatever, right? Whereas for Trevor, it's the opposite, right? Because he says, yeah, straight he up, throws
0: in the lows to counter the fucking highs. Yeah, which is a totally different thing.
1: And that's melodic death metal in a nutshell, right? A lot of them yeah. don't even go low at all. Yeah. They're, it's all high. And so that's where I think we're making that differentiation. Because, I mean, even if you look at old At The Gates and even new At The Gates, Tomas's voice is way different. Uh, and I like that. That's the cool thing about Tomas. He doesn't sound the same
0: every album. But in the case of... Spoiler, he'll be on my fucking melodic death metal vocalist list.
1: I don't doubt <laughs> it. Yeah. Um, but him and Anders, uh, when you go back and listen to what they how they did start, yeah, they actually are a lot lower. Like even listening back to Jester Race, I'm just like, oh dude. I oh, mean, compared it's not to now, low? yeah. Oh yeah, like, like for sure. Like, now you're just like, whoa, dude. Okay, so it was you know, it's, for it's, sure. And it's what it was with Slaughter of the Soul because that was him going as high as he could and even now he's just like yeah I didn't do that shit again for a very specific reason because that's when we're thinking about prototypical melodic death metal vocals that's all it is it's slaughter of the soul everybody trying to go super high you know and so I think that's where that stigma comes in so that's why you won't see it on either of our lists definitely respectable in its own right though but it is a very different thing to what we're talking about
0: Uh, anything else we want predominantly low vocals it's
1: not even mid to low Um, yeah so yeah, there's there's our criteria. Anything else you want to get uh, want to get in before break, real quick?
0: No, cool, cool.
1: And we're back. Yeah. Now it's time for our namesake, the metal list. Specifically, we're talking about our favorite death metal vocalists.
0: I'm gonna have you start things off with your honorable mentions. Uh, Let's see, honorable mentions How many do I want to do? So there was a guy that was on my list the first time we did this I kind of took him off because he's not Necessarily a deathcore band But they're not just a straight death metal band He he doesn't do a lot of highs Fuck, I'm trying to think if he does any, really He's more like a mid to really fucking low Super fucking low Super fucking slow One of the slower guys Kind of Fuck, I mean he just sounds like a fucking earthquake, dude. Like he's he's the you know the the fucking earthquake rips down like half of your fucking wall and there's just like this black figure fucking standing there, dude, and it's fucking Alex Teon from fucking Black Tongue. I know that they call themselves like down tempo or beat down type stuff. I I don't know what that is. It's definitely a little bit too slow to call death metal because death metal is generally pretty fast Well, uh, with slower with slow to mid range parts. But like, just as far as vocals go, God, he's just got some of the fucking awesomest fucking lows. He just he literally sounds like a beast, dude. Like, I mean, I know beast gets thrown around a lot, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, it's overly fucking used, but he said he doesn't he sounds animalistic at fucking times. It's it's really fucking cool. Like, I love that band. I just I just didn't wasn't sure if I consider them death metal enough to put him in the list to keep him in the list. I also don't know if they're death core enough if they're underneath that umbrella enough to be to make that list I'll complicate complicated. So further. I wanted to make sure that I gave him a mention because he's one of my favorite vocalists. I'm just not sure where I would put him.
1: yeah, no, that's fair. and I mean, I guess that'd be a good spot for that then if you're uncertain, right? I mean, at the very least, his vocals could be described as death-ish,
0: right? He, uh, yeah. So oh, he could sing for any death metal band. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not a problem. And he's featured on other death-ish. Dude, artists he's featured albums, on right? some fucking hardcore stuff too, yeah. man. That fucking it's band a, Carbine, like, yeah, god yeah. damn it! Dude,
1: it's one that can walk between worlds. Dude, that's, that's the go listen shit. to
0: fucking Violated featuring Alex Tion by fucking Carbine. Fuck, man, one of the hardest oh. songs ever.
1: I didn't know they're not signed anymore. Huh? On that tip, you know. We talked about Knock Loose a little last time, right? And they're not too far off. the The main dude, Brian, is definitely hardcore-centric vocals. The other dudes are death growling, dude. Straight up, there's a lot of death metal in Knock Loose, especially that newer one. Uh, do you have anything else on Mr. Tejon?
0: Um, no, I mean he's he just fits that band really well because he's. And, I mean, probably a lot of people could do it. It's just what he does just fits very. I mean, not saying he can't go fast. I, I'm just saying, like, he's the band is really slow. The the music is super fucking slow. And he reflects that a lot with his vocals. He matches hey. that. He matches that a lot with his vocals to the point where it's like. Jack, don't. It's like a perfect fucking mix for that. Oh, ah, let him fight. They can fight all the time.
1: Turn into Godzilla. Oh, shit. Dang, oh. Sorry. What's
0: another? What's one for you? Okay, so I said this last time, and I really had to wrestle with
1: this, because if we were going a little looser with the stipulations and it wasn't just a death metal vocalist list, he'd be above all these guys. But Barney from Napalm Death, and he started out... Ew. I know, I know. You, you do not care for this. <laughs> but I love him. But I'm not putting him on... I'm not. I'm. You know, he's barely on in honorable mentions, and I, I just go with that because he joined when they started out. Not started out, but when they got the closest to being a straight-up death metal band. When they went to Morris Sound to record with Scott Burns, uh, because of what was going on. They, they. That was when they were super into Morbid Angel, uh, and he came from Benediction. And at the time, he was a straight-up death metal singer, vocalist, front man, whatever you want to call it and he said his biggest influence was cam lee who was the original vocalist of death while he was playing drums then he went to massacre and he's done some other stuff since then i don't know what he's doing now but i mean you listen to what he was doing at the time he sounds exactly like cam lee did at the time so and that's cool and i appreciate that work but around the time of 2002 or so he started incorporating more hardcore and punk influence into his vocals and now he's really doing his own thing so i don't I wouldn't consider that in the same vein, and that's the stuff I'm more interested in. Yeah. It's just ultra intense hardcore, basically, is what it is. And as much as I like that, it's not what we're talking about. But honorable mention nonetheless. That Just made my fucking. I was gonna say,
0: just made my throat. You're turning fun- red, my dude. <coughs> oh,
1: fucking a. Made my throat
0: tickle just doing it. Yeah. Here come the cats again. Uh, How about another one for you? See, I got me. I got two San Diego boys on there. One, Matty Way. Right on. Yep, yep. I can dig that. Uh, I think at the time when I first heard Disgorge and Matty Way's vocals, that was the lowest I'd ever heard. But you could still understand what he was saying. It was. It was. It's really kind of strange. I mean, a lot of people took what he was doing and like made it more gurgly. You can, like, he's saying words, like. You know, a lot of those guys, like you know, they're they're gurgling so hard. I mean, they can't. You, it's just impossible to enunci- enunciate the words. Like, yeah. that's, it's there's just no way you're going to be able to do it. He's not so gurgly that he can't enunciate the words. And the stuff he did with abominable, abominable putridity, awesome stuff. Is he still, the still stuff, with them? I don't or know. Just I don't know he just Russian did a guy? song with them. Yeah. He just did another song. i know there's like a little bit of. Uh, beef there for a little while, but I mean, whatever it was, they reconciled because I know there's no beef anymore. I know he just—they just did a song together.
1: Yeah, it looks like he is with them
0: again. And then uh, he also did some stuff with Pathology, you know, San Diego, so another he, San Diego band.
1: Isn't he with them again? It's hard to keep track unless no, you're a No, they Dave have. Astor.
0: I mean, I thought they had a different singer now because they—they just went on fucking tour with a different guy. But yeah, but he did what I think three albums with Pathology. um Great fucking stuff, man. Like, the guy is just... Oh, shit. He's super low. He has um, a production company, like, From the North or something like that. From the North Productions. Yeah. Where they're doing, like, some movie stuff or apparently horror, horror was, movies.
1: Yeah, apparently he was with them again until last year. Now they're with... Uh, now, Pathology's got a guy named Obi Flett. Should be interesting.
0: Interesting. Yeah. So, he was... I mean, as far as the brutal death genre, fuck. I mean, he's just right there. And then the other guy, oddly enough, is the last singer for Disgorge. <laughs> um Actually, I mean, I'll shout out everybody. Levi Fuselier and fucking AJ Magana. AJ was awesome, too. Uh, Consume the Forsaken. Oh, fuck, man. Such a good album. Angel Ochoa never really got to record with him, I don't think. Mm. But he did do um, When Ricky Left and Ricky Has mm. the Name. They they've uh, played as to violently vomit, which is the definition of Disgorge. and Angel, you know, did the vocals for that too. He's also in uh, Cephalotripsy or however you say it, Cephalotripsy or whatever. God, that is, it's such a bummer. I hope they record something soon because they have Diego from Disgorge, the guitar player, on bass. They have some recordings. They're they're pretty poor recordings. They're from like probably I would say early two thousands, I think, early to mid two thousands. So the the recordings aren't that great, but the stuff is awesome. And and I mean, he did. The, he's the original singer from Condemned. The dude, like, listen to fucking. Uh, God damn it! I can never remember the name of the album, but the uh, the first. It might be the only, Cephalotripsy EP, I think is what it is. Maybe it's an LP. Fuck man, he just does. I mean, the gurgles. It's not just a a, a straight. I mean, I can't do it, but. It, it's not a tone like he fucking switches it and gets he he actually gurgles higher and lower I, it's it's so fucking crazy the stuff that he fucking does and i mean when i when i fucking first met him when he played for condemned dude he was just this fucking skinny bald mexican kid and now he's like this big pearly fucking long-haired fucking mexican dude like just gnarly like um he's fucking he's he's an awesome fucking guy like I don't know him super well. I mean, I've just met him a few times, you know, like here and there. But, uh, fuck, the the stuff that he fucking does on a mic is just fucking awesome. Really super fucking the – two guys, him and Maddie. I mean, two brutal death guys from, you know, the, the SoCal brutal death scene, man, that fucking just annihilate shit.
1: You know, it's you know? funny. Uh, Roger from Mortician put out a, a thing on Facebook the other day where he's asking straight up, who is – Leading the West Coast as far as brutal death goes, and everybody's all disgorging deeds of flesh, and everybody's like, "Well, they're not really doing anything right now, so I don't know if we can really count that." And um,
0: fuck, Eric Lindmark died.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that makes it a little
0: different. I mean, he was the driving force behind deeds of flesh. Yeah. You know, I was like, and, and I don't know if Maddie owns Unique Leader now, or he, he, I don't know if he's running it or what, but he's heavily involved with Unique Leader, I believe. So. Well, I mean, which he should be, you know. He was he was kind of there at the beginning, <clears throat> but yeah, who is who is doing that? Because Disgorge is pretty much Disgorge is done.
1: Yeah.
0: Ricky lives in Arizona. He owns the name, and as far as I know, Angels. I, I know Angel just did an album with someone. I can't remember who it was. Um, I, as far as I know, he's got plans for Cephalotripsy. You know, Diego obviously is playing with Cephalotripsy. Um, Ed is a sound guy up in Hammett. You know, obviously, you know, R.I.P.D., Ben Marlin, you know, um, Levi, the old, you know, the other singer. I mean, he's out. He's been in New Orleans for a while. I don't even know if he does anything. And I think they had a guy named Diego Soria. Something Soria. He was the bass player the the that replaced uh, Ben Marlin. Don't know what he does. I almost wanted to say I thought he played in cattle decapitation for a little while. But maybe I'm thinking of a different guy. I don't, I don't know what. Some of these, I just know that they're not doing anything as Disgorge right yeah, now.
1: This is Diego Dis, uh, Soria yeah, Diego Disoria is listed as the most recent bassist.
0: Yeah, it's a bummer, but you never, you hopefully
1: never say never to anything. I mean, we've seen stranger reunions happen. I don't
0: know of a lot of Brutal Death stuff. I mean, as far as San Diego goes, well, but I mean, I'm sure there's stuff in LA. So somebody did throw. I'm
1: sure there is too. Just nobody was really coming up with anything for the most part. But somebody did say Disgorge, and I'm just like, all those old bands. Excuse me, uh, Pathology. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. The,
0: but they're more like the, on that slam side. They're not necessarily yeah. that brutal. They're not fast at all. Like, yeah, but like, isn't slam sort of kind of almost a little subgenre? Well, of they're slamming brutal, brutal death, right? Yeah, yeah. and that's that's and then there's slamming deathcore. Like, so there's definitely slam is kind of creeping into different areas. But if you want to talk about brutal death metal, dude, like I don't hear a lot of that in pathology. They're just there's not the brutal part. Yeah, they don't have that pummel thing. They're more mid-range or mid-tempo. You know, they're not super technical. You know, but they're heavy on the slams. No, oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I <laughs> think maybe know, that's just heavy the on the slams. Heavy on the grooves. Well, I mean that would be the closest thing for sure. Exactly right. So you know like, what I mean? I mean, as far as like San Diego goes, I don't know about LA. I'm trying to think of like, cause I'm trying to think of those old bands. I mean, Severed Savior isn't a band anymore more. I just heard Odious Mortem's going to be recording pretty soon, but they're yeah. kind of more techy than than brutal. I At figure least if they it's going to
1: come from anywhere. It's be know, the, and, hey, and obviously you,
0: Decrepit Birth kind of went in a different direction also. Yeah. Um. So there's another honorable mention there. Do Bill Robinson. I just saw those guys again for the first time since 2006 and like fucking bill killed it man i mean he's sounding better than he's ever fucking sounded for him like, lyrically too like fuck dude he writes some fucking out there shit man is the newest one the the newest album the one that had the lyric video recently i'm not sure i didn't see any videos i've never seen a decrepit birth video but i mean it's axis mundi or whatever fucking amazing album sounds fucking killer I, I, you know if they gotta if it takes them seven years another seven years to put out another album like that then fuck it take take the take your time <laughs> you know like, take yeah, your time i man. doubt it would take that long but you know take your fucking time because god damn it they're fucking awesome and bill like i said man like it's not your it's not your average death metal lyrics it's, there's nothing gory there's nothing it's almost like scientific philosoph- philosophical lyrics that are just really fucking cool and then live live i actually noticed like now i mean he can do he does he works in a lot more, he's not just the you know mini Frank Mullen anymore. You know he he does a few different things, and and so that brings me to another honorable mention, dude Frank fucking Mullen. That's
1: actually the next <laughs> one I was gonna bring up too. Good segue,
0: yeah. Yeah, dude Frank Mullen, man. Like there's nothing pretty, nothing yeah. pretty, nothing melodic, nothing nothing with Frank Mullen, dude. Like I just saw the fucking awesomest video. I don't know whose fucking wedding it was too, but he was singing at a fucking wedding, dude. Oh, I Ain't don't a doubt fucking, it, dude. In a tuxedo. Like, it was fucking hilarious, dude. Like, the fucking guy, I fucking love Frank Mullen. Do you remember what he was singing by chance? You know, I don't remember. Okay. It was it basically was, someone was yelling out like suffocation or something. I almost want to say it was like his daughter's wedding or something. Like, ah, even better. I mean, <laughs> nice. it had to be someone that was close to him because you know everybody that was there knew he was you know in suffocation, and yeah. someone was yelling out suffocation. Like the DJ started playing a suffocation nice. song, and he jumped on the fucking mic. Oh, it was fucking—he's all turning red and shit. He's yeah. just fucking great. He just—you know what I love about Frank Mullen, dude? He looks like a. He reminds me of fucking Curly from the fucking Three Stooges. I can see that. A if little he bit. got jacked a little more. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like if Curly lost a little bit of weight and got uh, put on a little more muscle. Mm-hmm. He, he reminds me of that. And I just beaters. love that he you, you look at Frank Mullen and all I can think of is like, what comes to mind is just blue collar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I've seen the old videos where, you know, when he, when he had long hair and mm-hmm. it's really strange and to he, me because... You
1: were doing the leather jackets back in the day Yeah, because I mean,
0: I only ever really knew him as... You know, being the bald guy, yeah, you know, and same, so same. when I, you know, just a few years ago, I, I someone had posted a bunch of uh, old Suffo videos on YouTube, and I just happened to see one of them, and I was like, "Holy fuck, dude!" Like he's just got this long blonde hair. I was like, "God damn, like that's crazy." All but All those like, guys, dude, like young Mike Smith back yeah. in those days. Woo. Yeah, dude, You had to start somewhere. It's just, I mean, he just screams blue collar guy, and, and I mean, <clears throat> you know, one trick pony. Dude, mm-hmm. he there's there's nothing that I was there's nothing special about Frank Mullen. There's just there's something about that dude and what he did. Some of it for me is, you know, he was him and Barnes right around the same time. I mean, I think it's the same year. It's within a year of each other. The uh, you know, effigy, the forgotten, and fucking tomb of the mutilated. Effigy's ninety one, tomb is ninety two, but it might be. But like, it's, it's like they both kind of yeah. had these. They were the two guys that really brought out those fucking really fucking low vocals. The first ones that brought out the really fucking yeah. lows. He set the standard, is what it was. He he raised the bar and said, "This
1: is where it is." You know, you we were talking about. Possession to Chuck Schuldner to maybe Morbid Angel to and then that was the that became the. Well, they invented
0: brutal death. Yeah, they're considered the first brutal death metal band, Mm -hmm. right? So, yeah, he he basically was like, "This is what if you want to be this kind of a band, this is what you're gonna have to do." And again, I mean, he's not the fucking technically. He's not the greatest. Sonically, I mean, as they went on, you know, obviously their sound got fucking better. You know, Mm -hmm. the production quality got better. And it's just like, but he's just so there's so much power yeah. there. Like he's very powerful. He's, he excels at one trick. You know, and yeah, it's it's like you know nothing wrong with being a one trick pony if you're really good at the one trick. And he's just really good. And I like I like the fact that he's a one trick pony. He doesn't try to fucking fool himself or fool anybody else by by thinking he can do like you know like Chris Barnes did. And, and all I'm gonna do is Wah, you know fucking. Hey. He didn't fuck around with any of that, and and that's what that's another thing I think of when I see Frank Mullen is is no fucking around. Yeah, you know, like no frills, just fucking brutal, in your fucking face, low vocals, you know, heavy music, brutal everything, and and that's what I think of when I think a brutal death metal is you know is if all the way back to the beginning to all the way right now. If there's a melodic part in it or a fucking mosh part. And not a mosh part, but if there's a melodic part in it or or um or if the solo's too pretty or or if there's a keyboard like it's not brutal death metal to me. Because brutal death metal to me is just like brutal all the way like, everything's brutal. Okay. The vocals, the fucking guitars, the bass, the drums, everything. It just crushes you, pummels you. And that's what brutal death is and that's what suffocation started. And a lot of that was Frank Mullen, dude. Yep, like absolutely he's just the every man, the blue collar dude, like to the point where he had to quit the fucking band, dude, because yep. he had to keep his job. Well, even before that, I mean, he had to go part
1: time and only tour with them so much. Yeah, because so,
0: he he had to keep his job. Yeah, it's and like, now he's out. You know, unfortunately. Yeah. So th- that's what kind of fucking duty is, and and you know, fucking fucking a dude. Props to him, man. Like yeah. I do love that they're gonna, and it's
1: interesting to see how Suffocation has changed a little, maybe since they uh, since the loss of Frank. Like they opened for Despised. They either did or they're about to open for Despised. Uh, you know, that's what Jamie talks about all the time with the key member thing. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes that happens. But good on him for still going. I appreciate the shit out of the fact that he's going to appear on every album for one song uh, moving forward because they're still, the idea is they still need to uh, re record all of Breeding the Spawn. Some of these guys can just be really technical, you know, technically proficient. Accomplished vocalists And that's enough I think there's another thing To have personality We've been talking about personality Nurgle's a personality There's a few other guys That are gonna be coming out That are personalities Frank is a fucking personality He's got a sense of humor He's not a take yourself Too seriously guy Oh yeah that too He's got the hand chop That's his own thing You know what I mean And I've seen other guys do it But everybody knows Where it comes from Like, Like he's He's gonna be a hard dude To replace So Long live Frank Can't wait to hear Those new takes On those Breeding the Spawn songs
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, how about another one? Uh, my only other one I have is Paolo Pieri from Hour of Penance. Same kind of thing. It's power. Very powerful. He's also the guitar player. Okay. or He's also one of the guitar players. And he's super fucking powerful. He's, he's got a nice low, nice mid to him. I don't think he does a whole lot of... High. Well, he does... He, he'll... You know, he'll go from, you know, like that sort of thing is, but he doesn't sing a whole lot of fucking stuff in the high range, but he, he definitely can accent the stuff, not a one trick pony. But when you listen to our penance, that's what I mean by like, just straight up, just death metal. They're not overly technical, but they're technical, you know, to some people, for some people, man, like any death metal is technical. I mean, they play kind of some complicated shit. You know, when you get to technical death metal, I mean, that shit's on a whole other level. But, but I mean, they're not overly technical. They're not overly caveman. They're, they're kind of right in the middle. They got good fucking guitar solos. And they got fucking, you know, like an awesome fucking, it's just an awesome band. And he fits that perfectly because he doesn't, I don't think he tries to do too much. Like, he's a really, really fucking good, like traditional death metal vocalist. You know he doesn't do the gurgles and the the inhales and the super like like the gut. He's more a growler than the, than a the guttural guy. When when I say growler, I mean like fucking you know corpse grinders a growler. You're like, talking about
1: the difference between maybe a uh, David Vincent and a um, do
0: your fucking do your like little low thing. That's like a that? guttural. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a growler. Yeah, right. Yeah. So that's that's the difference. He's not really that real fucking gurgly fucking guttural type vocalist like Matty Way or those guys. He's more like you know Fisher and and that more traditional style death metal vocalist. And like I said, I mean he's he you know low mid to high like and and it, it, fuck man, they're a very underrated band to me. I don't know where they rank for most people. You just don't hear about them that much. I do know that a lot of people like because. I think it's two guys in our Penance, maybe three are also in Flesh God Apocalypse who gets a lot of fucking, they get a lot of publicity. You know, but I mean it's you know, Flesh God Apocalypse has kind of a unique thing going on where I think our Penance doesn't really fucking get that much love. I don't know where I would see that love at. I'm not really in a death metal group, I guess, on Facebook. I'm in a I'm in that slam worldwide group. Where they don't really talk a whole lot about just regular death metal. Yeah, that's true. You know, so I, I don't know. Maybe email us and or DM me or something. Let me know you know, where you think our penance falls. I don't know. But I mean, to me, they're just a fucking great, great, great fucking death metal band. They're one of my favorites. I mean, as far as that, that real traditional realm, they're one of my favorites for sure.
1: Well, you convinced me. I, I, I've heard mm. that name a million times. I guess I never gave them the time of day enough. Uh, I guess they've been around longer than Flash God.
0: Huh. They've been around for a while, dude. Like, um, I remember first hearing about them, like, quite a while ago. I don't remember where, but I think it was because Mm -hmm. I was looking up something. I was like, um, I was trying to find something more along the lines of, like, Hate Eternal, who I also consider that traditional fucking death metal. They're a little more on the pummeling side. They're, They're a little less melodic than fucking Our Penance. But again, great guitar solos, you know, fucking real fucking heavy shit. Like, and you know, and Eric Rutan is a fucking cool on fucking vocals. Like, mm-hmm. and you know, he can do the highs too. I um, he almost made my fucking honorable mentions. Like, I just didn't want to have a fucking you know too many honorable mentions.
1: No, for sure. Honorable. So I'm gonna let rattle these next ones off so we can get into the core list. So last time these uh, this guy was on my list was Will from Mortician. Mortician for years was my favorite death metal band, uh, and I still love him a lot. Uh, you, know, you know, the main appeal was two things: they're fucking ridiculous sound-wise. They use a drum <laughs> machine for crying out loud, down to everything, the, the the recording. God, uh, I just
0: never could do it.
1: Oh man, I love it. And then the other thing was horror. You know, like like I I was in what my, way more into like horror aesthetic and movies and stuff at the time, and they and I love their a not just singing about it, if you want to call it singing. Uh, but also just like they had clips from movies and the ones that I knew that I, I, I would appreciate but the ones that I did and I'd be like what is that and I'd find out a lot about more uh, Will from Mortician just his vocals are just ridiculous man just like everything else in that band I love it I wish I would have seen him when they played LA not too long ago uh, I mean there's a fucking tour that I wish I would have gone to so bad that played Showcase man where it was Mortician Aker Koke, or however the fuck you say that and uh, Vehemence Three completely different sounding bands, dude. There's still a band? Uh, No, unfortunately not, because guess what? This is the new guy on the list. I want to shout out Nathan from Vehemence, who's now in, uh, and he has been for a while, but uh, three-fifths of Vehemence are now in this other project with him called uh, He Who Binds Himself. And they're a little more traditional death metal uh, musically, but I always love Vehemence, dude. They were like a gnarly, gnarly. It wasn't melodic death metal like... In flames, where it's Iron Maiden with high-pitched screaming. This was a, a legit death metal band that was really melodic, and to me, his it was one thing on the records because he was doing the low, low gurglies, almost. But like that was the thing, and he's he's brought up since then uh, for the last record and everything he does now. He's, he's like trying not to rely on layering and have more of a for lack of better definition natural voice so when i saw them live for what was supposed to be their final show and ended up being their reunion show 13 years ago in phoenix it was interesting to see him do that same material but have just a burly you know uh, you know kind of what you were saying a more closer to traditional death metal voice i think it's great vocals great presence underrated as fuck i'm, I'm curious to see how this He Who Binds Himself material is going to come out. Uh, So shout out him. Now I got one more and it's actually a guy that was on my previous list but things have moved around a little. I'm going to shout out Lenzig from Cephalic Carnage. Hearing them when I was fourteen for the first time blew my mind, dude. He didn't just stick to one style. Like if you told me what he sounds like, I couldn't say one thing because he bounces around between styles so much. He does the gurgles, he does a little more old school traditional vocals and everything in between, and he's constantly keeping you on your toes. And
0: which fits the band, yeah, because the whole band's like that. Yeah, they're ADD (laughs) as fuck. I hope they do something again
1: soon, man. They had they've been kind of inactive for a while, so. A lot of their guys are
0: doing a lot of different things though.
1: Yeah, I don't even know who the drummer is. I shouted the drummer out on the last time. Apparently, he's not with him anymore, and that sucks because I really like that guy, but who knows. Uh, the Bassist is the most notable one, even though all he's doing right now, as far as I know, is Cephalic and Job for a Cowboy, which, again, both of those aren't really doing anything right now. He was in Havoc till recently, but apparently that's not the case anymore. Uh, he's also in something else called Nuclear Power Trio, but I don't know if that's a real band or if it's just a joke or what, but... It's a mega talented bassist, so uh, we shall see. And now it is that time for the actual list itself, and I'm gonna the add, list. yeah. I'm gonna have you go first because this might you saying your number five might be the push I need to make a decision because I'm oh well, my
0: number five is the same as last time. It's fucking corpse grinder. Okay. You cannot have a death metal top fucking vocalist list without corpse grinder on it.
1: Yeah and I agree uh, he actually moved up because mine was five as well but now he's number three for me I, I did a lot of rethinking about some things to where you know, you know it might be just a time thing but like dude if you really think about it he is the consummate death metal frontman and I think we said that before he's got the he's got the the fucking tree stump neck of death man and he's got the gnarly windmills he's got the intimidating stage presence his voice how is it that nobody's tried to sound like him much like Cannibal, if you really think about it, nobody's really nailed down the things that make Cannibal, Cannibal. Nobody sounds like Corpse Grinder
0: to me. Well, I mean, but that's the thing. Like, I think a lot of people fucking do the same thing. They just don't sound like him. Right. Because he was really the first one to me that, like, when I heard him... Uh, so, for one, the highs. Okay, so that's he something I wanted really to He has really good on. fucking highs. Like, yeah. his high screams sound like they could... Well, okay just a second the highs sound fucking great like and again are they as high as fucking Tomas Lindbergh? no they're not that high but they're as high as like Anders on like some of those early in flames yeah, albums yeah. dude like and they're that good like they're they're on that level mm-hmm. and then his fucking mid range is just I mean you want to talk about super fucking power yeah. fuck th- like fucking Fisher like mm-hmm. it's just fucking crazy but then he had like the fucking low and he doesn't do like a lot of the girly stuff either He's in that fucking mid, like that mid to low range that's just a sweet spot for fucking being super fucking powerful. Yeah. And understandable. Like you can, again, to me, it's not that big of a deal if you're understandable. Mm -hmm. I don't really fucking care what you're, you know, like whatever. Yeah, this is an added bonus more than anything else. But, to me, it's like, I mean, to me, this is more for like the listener. if you know, if you like to be able to understand the fucking vocals, then yeah, I mean, he's understandable. Like, um, in fact, most of my list is like that. But a lot of that comes with the variety, though, because you are doing variety. So if you're doing variety, you have to be understandable because you have to be saying something, right. You know what I mean? Like so he's he was the first one I heard that really had, Fisher was the first one who really fucking just was in your fucking face on the albums, dude. Like, and maybe the production just got fucking better. Maybe it was just where his vocal frequency lies, it, it just hits your speakers a little bit better. I don't know. But then those fucking, then the highs, too. Like, it was just like, wow, like, okay, now we have one of these fucking dudes that can do really good fucking highs. Because yep. even Chuck's higher register seemed a little bit thinner.
1: That's the thing is, I I always saw that Chuck was his biggest influence. And I, you listen to it and you're like, Really? But then he came out in a recent interview and said that his highs are all Chuck. And when you listen to, say, the first song on Scream Bloody Gore, and then you listen to Devoured by Vermin, you contrast those two, you're like, oh my god, it's clear as day, it's all right there. He says, he's all yes, Chuck is my favorite or biggest influence, but it's all in the highs. And now it makes sense. And he said that that was the guy that made him want to do death metal vocals was Chuck's highs. So thought that was interesting. Yeah,
0: that's... I also want to shout out his fucking work with Paths of Possession, yes. which is a melodic death metal band, yeah. and yeah. he does hit a, ho- a little bit higher register. He doesn't go as low, mm-hmm. and it works perfectly. Like he could be in any any kind of extreme band. I mean, when you really think about it, especially like a melodic fucking death metal band, because he did the Serpentine Dominion also with Adam D, and that stuff sounds fucking great too.
1: Yeah. And uh, I guess hey, another you know, thing to know. Several guest
0: spots, yeah. shit like that.
1: Oh, yeah. he uh, He's never written his own vocals. Or, excuse me, he's never written his own lyrics. Uh, like, ever since he came on board, it was all the other guys in Cannibal showing him yeah. what to do. And he was going to try to have his own lyrics for Serpentine Dominion. And that's what caused the delay a little, is he, he just couldn't come up with anything. So the idea that he got Jesse from Killswitch to write the lyrics for him for Serpentine Dominion's Gnarly, and it shows that he can take anybody, what anybody gives him and make it a million bucks, you know what I mean? Uh, he also does this band Voodoo Gods, but I haven't heard it, but he, he brings it up every once in a while. I guess I'll have to check that out sometime. Infinite love to Corpse Grinder, dude. He, he is the consummate Death Metal frontman, and he seems like the most... Lovely guy. If you just watch him talk in interviews and stuff, he's just a. Oh, you want to see the most
0: unmetal fucking dude? Follow this dude on Instagram. He's. He fucking literally, like, has fucking almost like a theme of posts Mm -hmm. about going to Target. Yeah, dude. He has, like, he goes
1: to Harkin and and he has some weird app where he goes bargain hunting on, on, like. He looks specifically for so so like Lego Avenger sets. He's so yeah. stoked on it, and then he's also a
0: claw machine fucking maniac yeah. too. Like he's got a big fetish for fucking claw yeah, machines, man. and he's so he's so braggadocious about how good he is on a claw machine. Yeah. When Johnson talks about metal dudes not doing, you know, metal dudes doing not metal things, this is what he's talking about. It's it's fucking corpse grinder. You know, you see a, this dude in a fucking at night. Yeah. Just kind of standing out a parking lot, you're probably gonna think he's gonna fucking kill you. He looks like the kind of guy that would rather kill you than stare at you mm-hmm. any longer, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, and like then you hear, smile, a, you hear an interview with him, yeah. or you see oh, his man. Instagram, yeah. you you watch, you 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 find out what he's like. You find out he's just a fucking hardcore dude from Maryland, like you yeah. know. And and you know he was taking the bus back and forth to Florida with this this entire record collection, yeah. like actual records. And I mean you find out what this dude's like and it just makes you fucking love this dude even more I like know, it's yeah. it's fucking awesome it's just so funny like the the way he looks because the way he looks actually fits death metal also mm-hmm. oh yeah so there's certain guys in death metal that look the part he's definitely one of them you know but then you, you, you i mean like most of the guys in death metal you find out man they're just good fucking people like anybody else and yep. they're just regular dudes like and it's yep. just great dude because Especially with him, with the fucking persona, you know, and the, the you know the neck and fucking you know yeah. the windmills and.
1: One of my favorite moments seeing them live. Actually, it was the first time I saw them live at fucking Disneyland of all places. He's doing that. I guess he's got the persona. of, I'm gonna fucking kill you all, fucking. <sighs> and then just like this next song is, it. and somebody in the crowd's all. And then he's doing the vicious stare. And somebody in the crowd's all, yeah, let's boogie! And you see them all just crack up on stage, and he was like, I think it was Alex, like, what'd that guy say? And he's all joking, laughing at him, and he looks off to the side, let's boogie. <laughs> he's, they're, they're a fun band. Long live the Corpse Grinder, long live Cannibal Corpse, down with stinky, probably literally stinky Chris Barnes. <laughs>
0: I'm not gonna say down with Chris Barnes, but I can't yeah. stand the guy. She's he supposedly he's a very anyway. Yeah. Yeah, number anyway. five,
1: number five. Okay, he pushed me into this corner. I'm gonna go. John Gallagher is from Dying Fetus is now my number oh, five. Oh shit! I just love his lows, man. It's just like the first time I'd heard anybody do that, and I'm sure there's guys. There's obviously guys that go lower and more indecipherable, but the fact that he's that low and you can make out what it is that he's saying. He's also the constant only member of Dying Fetus up to this point, and they've actually had the same three guys for at least ten years, so that's admirable. Yeah. Uh, But he started out as the drummer, and then he moved to vocals and guitar. I didn't know Jason Netherton was an original member, too. And the fact that—and I'm sure I'd still love him, even if it was just John on on being the only vocalist— but the fact that it's the bouncing back and forth between him and another guy, whether it be Jason Netherton back in the day, or whether it be that one guy that was on the one shot one kill record, uh, that was, that the was record or something. I can't I don't know. remember the guy. He lasted very not long. Yeah. Uh, but it was him, and then Sean Beasley would jump in for like a second maybe, and then when that guy was gone, and they were a five piece at that time, they even had another guitar player.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, but now it's the consummate power trio, dude. Of Trey Williams on drums uh, Sean Beasley on bass And and vocals And uh, John on guitar and vocals And their back and forth Is awesome dude Cause I mean Sean Beasley's a gnarly Burly vocalist on his own And he started out as more of a um, Like an older school death metal vocal Like like kind of a, a mid He's gotten gnarlier and gnarlier as time goes on, and John's just been doing the same thing the whole time, and I love it, dude. He's just it's.
0: I just saw him fucking live, and holy fuck! Yeah, I mean Whitechapel played after them. Yeah, and I was bored. Mm-hmm. Like you know, and again, some of that's Whitechapel. Some of it literally is. You know, pro tip: don't go on after fucking dying oh, yeah, fetus, dude. dude. Jesus fucking Christ! I it's, watched. Yeah. God, they they're fucking, the, awesome. especially yeah. for a three piece dude like they're fucking you know because everybody's playing something and it's like mm-hmm. god they're just fucking awesome yeah. live dude they're so fucking good live it's stupid it
1: really is i saw the i saw the faceless go on after them and it was not fair dude that was plus
0: he fucking filled in uh for part of the tour uh with suffocation yeah when frank first left it was what him ricky and bill I think so, yeah, because they still hadn't
1: figured it out yet. and Now Ricky's yeah. the go-to guy, right? Yeah. So, but uh, I mean, like, dude, they they the crossover that Dying Fetus has is awesome. They did the thing on uh, Adult Swim where they played in front of a green screen and they green screened a, a fish did tank. Didn't they on the just back. play with on South Park? They were just featured on South Park. So that's the thing is, I, I looked it up the video, and like when it's them playing at the fair or whatever, I was like, this is Dying Fetus. Figure out afterwards is not. I don't even know who that is till now, I'm curious. But when they're jamming out in the uh, in the barn, it's them and I guess it's a newer song called Second Skin that I'm not familiar with. I gotta go back and listen to those well, last Second two albums. Second
0: skin's more. on Rain Supreme.
1: Yeah, so there you go. But the best part is Butters is, is doing backup vocals just as himself too. So you got you got legit dying fetus, Is Butters on guitar, Stan on vocals, Kenny on bass and uh, Jimmy on drums. I don't remember if Stan was doing uh, Sean or John's parts, but then Butters would chir- chirp in, but it would just be like pissed off sounding Butters, and it was awesome. It's the most interested I've been in South Park in like five years. So glad to see them getting the recognition they deserve in one strange way or another. Fucking love the fetus. DF. Love the fetus. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Do you hear that on uh, Josta, what they what they say when oh, people... Oh, just fetus. Well, the, or the, it was uh, Fetus, fetus Bro, Bro, but now yeah. they just call themselves the Red Steps if people ask you what band they're in, because it's a lot easier than getting into that conversation. The, so. They call what? The Red Steps.
0: The Red Steps. I have no
1: idea where that came uh, Maybe he said it, and I just don't remember. But Does that have just, something
0: to do with redheaded stepchild or uh, something?
1: Maybe, dude. I, <laughs> maybe. Fuck <laughs> it. Love, love me some fetus. Uh, on that note. <laughs> it just sounds
0: so funny every time he
1: says Yeah. Number four, good sir.
0: Uh, Let's see, my number four, I mean Relatively New to me Ish Well, I mean, compared to most of the list, yeah Um, It's Oliver Ray Alleron From Archspire So he's like one of the fastest Fucking Fastest cadence guys I've ever heard From everything I've read, I've never seen them live. Everything I've read, they're they're a fucking definite fucking tech death band. Like, Absolutely. Really fast, really technical, really good though. Like they, they add, like tech death isn't what it used to be in the early fucking, you know, 2000s MySpace. It's not, you know, we can't repeat anything and we're not going to have any fucking hooks or anything. And we're just going to basically play a guitar solo with some drums behind it. It's it's gotten a lot different, and a lot of the tech death bands, you know, do have you know a couple more hook. You know, they have gotten a little hookier, a little more memorable. But Jesus Christ, like the 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 fucking level of playing though is still just it's through the fucking roof. And and these guys are, I mean, they're pretty fucking fast. And he isn't the kind of guy that's going to have the fucking behind him and him going ba ba nah, nah. fucking bah, 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 nah, nah, nah. I can't even fucking mimic <laughs> it. He's so fucking fast, dude. It's right. crazy, dude. Like yeah. and I don't know. I, I don't know like I I everything I've seen is is you know, I mean, I have never looked up a live video. But I mean, I I follow a lot of fucking people on like Instagram and stuff and I've I've I mean, I've seen, I guess I've seen clips on Instagram. I'm, I actually follow him on Instagram, but I don't, I, mean, I don't know if he's ever posted anything, but, um, I've seen like a lot of live clips. I've seen a lot of other singers and other groups or whatever, you know, talk about, I mean, he can do it live, you know? So even, even if he's doing it on an album, I mean, you can't go word for word. If you're, if you're going that fast, Yeah, yeah. you know, you can maybe go line for line, but you still have to do that one line fast. And I mean, he's really fast, really fucking clear and fuck, man, like not much to say other than listen to it. I don't hear or see a lot of people talking about this band i know they're kind of on the come up that their their latest album is a lot bigger than the one before it um but i mean i think there's a, a few years in between them but their latest album did pretty good so i'm hoping that they can build on that and like their next album comes out and they get even bigger and get better tours and whatnot because fuck dude they're so fucking cool especially for a tech death band they're not like I said, it's it's not the the regular thing when you think of you know I mean again most people probably don't think of tech te- technical death metal or tech death but I mean yeah. if you were to think about it you know like what it would be, it's it's not what it used to be and 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 these guys are I mean I mean I would say probably three bands I think of at the at the fucking top of the game are all relatively you know they're 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 really tech and they're they're very memorable. And it's you know these guys beyond creation rivers of Nile you know fucking um, I'm obscura is another one I, they they all took that genre and like made it I don't know what you call it they they really they really fucking because uh, they're all they're all pretty different in their own right I mean yeah. um, it I was mean, the next logical step right but it was it was like they I guess what it is they made it memorable yeah. You know, because, I mean, as much as I love the old school tech desk stuff, where it's just fucking crazy 24 by 7, I mean, yeah, yeah, I yeah. do like me some memorable shit. And Absolutely. they they do have a lot of that. And and it's it's great that they fucking, um, they kind of took it and changed it a little bit to the point where, you know, now we're at where we're at. So mm-hmm. check these guys out. Archspire. Uh, they have two albums on Spotify. They're fucking, uh, dude, the guitar player, the fucking bass player, the fucking drummer, the singer especially. Fucking give him a listen, man. Tell me Find me a fucking dude that sings, you know, a death metal vocalist that goes this low Faster than this dude fucking a. I want I want to fucking see what people send me find me somebody that's faster than this guy What is your number four?
1: My number four? Uh, is San Diego's very own Travis Ryan from cattle decapitation if you let alone Okay, first off. Did you hear the new song this week? Yes First of all, the name, Bring Back the Plague. Fucking love that. Uh, And then if you just... (laughs) Like, like, let alone the last one. I don't remember the last one. I just remember thinking it was really good. And when I hear, like, oh, my God. See, this is what they sound like with two guitar players now. You got Ollie from uh, Cryptopsy and, like, eight other bands. Yeah. Eight other bands on bass. uh, And he's a fucking tour to force in his own right. Okay, it's just barbecue. Yeah, I know. I was thinking about that, too. I was like, uh... Um, you got, this is their third record with Dave Otero, which, uh, by the way, if you haven't been following him on YouTube, Dave Otero's YouTube is awesome, dude, and it's, everything up to this point has been about recording the new cattle. Uh, they pulled one out last night, so that's the thing, is I've been doing a shit ton of research without realizing it, because I was just watching all these. Travis has been doing a shit ton of press for the record, and it's not even gonna be out for, like, almost two more months, so, get while the getting good, I suppose. From, let alone the transition from the first seven-inch...
0: Oh, shit. I just texted you. I was going to see if you wanted me to move the car. Oh. <laughs> what? Everything is just... They're, <laughs> fuck. Yep. Yep,
1: yep, yep. Is there yep, anything
0: yep. about those dudes that isn't a fucking gimmick? Like, they've really made me dislike them over the years, man. Do sharks like their music? I guess we're going <laughs> to find <laughs> out. Yeah, all the shark attacks. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. you just see like this weird, like if they got like trackers or something, you just see them all go in the opposite Dude, I, I would laugh so hard if they put the speakers in there and all the sharks just fall asleep. No, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's the
1: speakers in there and all the sharks get electrocuted. Oh. That's some death clock shit right there, dude. Dude, they, fuck. They,
0: um, yes, God. They used to be, I just think they were so cool when I was little and them am just like, fuck.
1: Ugh. Yep, 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 yep. Um, God damn. Finish these up real quick. Yeah. So if you listen to the original seven inch that none of the members that are currently in the band are on, and you listen to them now, let alone it's a big difference. When you when you listen to the first album that Travis was on, to that and you go back to that seven inch, it's already a completely different band. Literally, it's insane how much they've grown. You know, they were they for all intents and purposes were one of those bands I listened to because they sounded ridiculous, not unlike Mortician, you know? Like, they were emulating Symphonies of Sickness, he very specifically says, uh, era carcass, or it's just being gross for gross sake. And to see what they've become now, where they've really forged their own path musically and vocally, he went from... So there's a number of things that he did this week. He, uh, he was on Josta, he was on the Metal Injection Live Cast, I'm sure he did a m- number of other things, you were telling me some other thing he did on Instagram... He went on Loudwire and discussed his old influences. And if you know me, I love finding out where these guys come from. I always knew Carcass was a big thing on his radar. Again, symphonies of sickness. Uh, Chris Barnes era Cannibal Corpse. The one that I didn't know was he says he got his low, low lows from Broken Hope to the point where I went back and listened to him and I realized I don't know anything about Broken Hope.
0: Isn't that another San Diego band? No, they're from Chicago. I thought one of the guys, though, was from here. There's, oh maybe. Or maybe not back then but Yeah. Possibly. Uh, I think now.
1: Yeah, I, I guess thought, I can see that. Anyway. It's always been up in the air about whether or not they're active or not. I think they are again. But um so he went from those core influences and then he got he says he got bored around Karma Bloody Karma thirteen years ago. And uh, and he wanted to expand his sound, so he started messing around with melody and he accentuates that it's not cleans. It's just him adding pitch to some of his some of his harsher vocals. And just, you know, nobody else is doing that. They're blazing their own trail. I I love them from the beginning for those insanely low gutturals, uh, a la Apparently Broken Hope, which I guess I'll have to check them out more. But, like, just to see everything else that he's added to his arsenal. He's truly one of a kind. And he's from San Diego! Uh, His guest spots are awesome. If you've ever listened to anything he did with Animosity or Cephalic Carnage or... Any of the number of bands he's collaborated with, it adds an extra special flavor. Didn't he do a song
0: with Aborted, too? Oh, undoubtedly, yeah. Pretty sure he did. Yeah. He's he's a force of nature, dude. The dude's awesome. He's my number two. Yeah, I am. No one does what he does. Literally. And, I mean, he may not say they're cleans. They are clean vocals. They are not screamed vocals. If you're not screaming, you're seeing clean. And the thing is, is they're not commercial vocals. They're not pretty vocals. They're not, s- I mean, they are melodic. They're just not what I would, you know, when you say melodic vocals, people tend to Fair, think of something yeah. cold, totally different. Yeah. He's like a little fucking evil dictator pointing down at you and, nah, 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 nah yeah, You know, yeah, like yeah. it's, they're really, really fucking cool. It really fits with what they're doing too. That's the big thing. It doesn't sound weird. And I know that I've I've seen people saying, like, oh, he's fucking singing now. And I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, like, get over yourself, dude. Like, yeah. It's not, it's something different. It's not radio, it's not commercial at all. And to go from, yeah, this kind of grandcore type band. I mean, I, I honestly, I mean, I listened to him back then. I'm just not the biggest grand guy, but I'll listen to it. I mean, I thought they were fucking alright. And didn't listen to him for a long time. And then I heard Anthropocene. Extinction? Whatever, um, yeah. and was just fuck. I was just like, holy shit! When did these guys become the best death metal band mm-hmm. in the land? Like, holy fuck! And so I went back and listened to, Jesus Christ, Manufactured Extinct. There's another one though. The one before Harvest, that? Floor, harvest, floor, floor, the harvest dude, floor.
1: Yeah, and, I love Harvest Floor a lot. Uh,
0: one of my favorites is is Manufactured Extinct. It, f- I mean, fuck, dude. That the stuff that not just the band but like this the yeah adding to his arsenal the amount of different things he does because he has the low growls he has the low gutturals he has the inhale sound he has the tunnel sound he has the the mid-range scream he has the high scream he has those fucking tyrant vocals it's just the stuff that they can they are able to do now it's probably a vice versa thing but i mean now the You know, the band, especially because of where they started, they they can do whatever they want to do. You know, they throw in like these fucking kind of like these 80s thrash breakdown stomp type riffs into some things. They throw in, you know, they could throw in some fucking keyboardy intro, you know, uh, video game type things. It, it, It works. They can throw in. You know, grind parts. They can throw in fucking slams. I mean, they have some legit slams on fucking Anthropocene. Like, I mean, they they can. They're at the point now where they are one of the bands where it's like, I, I mean, I can't wait for this new album to come out because I want to see where they go with it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I well, feel
1: like we've only seen the tip of the iceberg. Even if they do songs. this,
0: even if they go in the same directions as Anthropocene, like they they throw those same elements. I want to hear the different elements. In the stuff, and yep. it's like fuck. And it all starts, it all starts with him. Like, he's so different, so unique sound. So, that was one thing, also, that I really liked not really like, but like what I really tried to get with my list is like the uniqueness factor. Where you have a genre, any, I mean, any genre, I mean, unless it's like those big blanket genres, I mean, you have most genres, I mean, especially death metal, like we said before, I mean, people can tend to sound the same and, and or just, you know, slight differences. So if you have the ability to, to sound unique, to me, that's a big deal. And he's one of the most unique vocalists around. And then you throw on, you know, his, his, uh, beliefs, I guess is what we'll say. You throw on his worldview, and I mean, it just makes for great, great fucking death metal. hmm Or death grind, or whatever the fuck you want to call him. And the live
1: performances are great, too, man. Everything from his stage banner to his, uh... The way he carries himself on stage, and his presence is just... He doesn't spit up into the air as much as he used to, I don't think. I don't know. I guess we're gonna find out later this year. Like, like you know, everything from... He used to have, like, a weird abstract noise machine thing with him on stage for a while. I don't know if he still... No, he doesn't do that anymore. But, they you know, they were going through a lot of experimental stuff, particularly around Harvest Floor. And it's interesting that they only play stuff off the last two albums now, and I'm sure they'll obviously play stuff off the new one. I wish they would play some stuff off Harvest Floor, dude, because I really like that album, too. But, yeah, San Diego's very own. The pride and joy, man. Love to call him our own. Because we jumped around so much, we'll see. Much. Your Otherwise, number three
0: was corpse grinder. Yeah, so. My number three is Svencho from Aborted.
1: There we go. He's on the list.
0: He made the list. There you go. Wanna know what happened? I saw him live. <laughs> okay. There we go. you go. See? Know, yeah. That'll Jesus make a difference. Jesus Christ, dude! That Have shit. I've never
1: seen Aborted.
0: God damn! That was one of the best fucking live shows I've ever seen.
1: I saw the pictures alone. Dude, they that had, They awesome. had
0: the sick fucking stage set up that I've never really seen from a death metal band. I mean. And it was, I mean, it's just, it wasn't at, you know, House of Blues or fucking, you know, like these nice theaters. It's just a fucking brick by brick in San Diego. and and mm-hmm. But, I mean, they had these, uh, they're not the scrims or whatever, but they're these. Anyway, we're not trying to talk about this <laughs> fucking stage show. This motherfucker, cool. though, dude, like, he fucking, on stage, he just commands attention. And even, and then, okay, so live show aside, right? For one, dude, this fucking band has been around for a long time. I think he's the only original member. Yeah, yeah. They've been around for a long time. Like, I remember the first time I heard of these guys was back in 2004 or 5. The way his vocals cut through, I can't say it's all effect. I don't want to say it's, you know, even EQing or anything. You know, some of it might be the way he fucking, the way he f- is doing his fucking lows. But, I mean, even, like, like I mean, it's one thing for your highs to cut through. It's another thing for your lows to cut through like that. And again, just full fucking power. Like you can always fucking hear him. You can always, if you're not too busy getting pummeled by the music, like I am, you can understand what he's fucking saying. And to me, like I mean, obviously, aborted is one of my favorite fucking death metal bands, and he, you know, he's this fucking singer. But Jesus, man, like he's so I don't know what you call it. It's it's he's unique. He's got a unique. There's sound, a menace dude. in yeah. his in his. He sounds mean. Yeah. He's versatile as fuck. You know, and yeah, it's you want to talk about fucking... Nar- like, okay, so you want to talk about powerful highs, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, even his, his high vocal, powerful as fuck, dude. Like, again, I don't know if it's Studio Magic or not, but he sure fucking did it live, too, man. And, I mean, it just... It really took him from, you know, one of my honorable mentions the last time we had this list to fucking definitely... I mean, I was... He was... On, he, in my original list, he was number three. And then I took him off... I can't remember why, but I mean, he's, he's back at number three now, because Jesus fucking Christ, like, the dude's just fucking awesome. Go listen to Aborted right now. Pause this shit. Mm-hmm. Do yourself a favor. Do your ear holes a favor. Go listen to Aborted right now.
1: Any particular thing you'd want them to check out?
0: Dude, they the Necrotic extensive... Manifesto, yeah. to me, is like, it's, I mean, that's my favorite album of theirs. But, dude, literally everything since then. I mean, all the stuff before that's fucking, it's all good. The, I mean, their whole catalog is fucking good. But they just jumped levels at Necrotic Manifesto and everything since then. I mean, it literally could be recording equipment. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, the newer the stuff, chances are it sounds better. Yeah. That's just you know the nature of the fucking now? world. I'm not sure. Because yeah. for a while it was two Madsen and I'm a sucker for two Madsen but, production. I mean, fuck, dude. Ne- necrotic manifesto all the way forward to terror vision like Jesus Christ dude it's so fucking retro gore is fucking killer everything that they've done yes everything but man if you're new to it just start at necrotic manifesto and go forward right mm-hmm. then if you're still interested go back you yeah know? yeah
1: for sure
0: yeah dude just start there go forward fucking a dude it's it's on that fucking same kind of level um clarity production wise like cattle decapitation Yo, know, that's another thing, man. Put it in a playlist with Cattle Decapitation, and fuck yeah, yeah dude. That's a, a gnarly fucking playlist, dude. Yeah. Like, that's some fucking good death metal right there.
1: I know he's done a song with Ocasio Strain. Has he done any, anything with anybody else that's known? It seems like he should have, right?
0: Fuck, I can't remember if he fucking has or not. Because I know they've like had, the like, some guests on their stuff. I know Travis Ryan did a song with him. I can't remember what it was. And I know, like, you know, they've had, even on Terrorvision, I think, you know, they had the guy from Benighted. I know they had the dude from uh, Cryptopsy too.
1: Uh, Matt, the current one?
0: Current guy. Yeah. Because they did it live.
1: Uh, Because they were
0: toured with Cryptopsy and fucking benighted.
1: Yeah. There's Um, a great episode of Matt from Cryptopsy's um, podcast, Vox and Hops, that uh, he's on. They talked about a lot of interesting stuff. I still haven't listened to to that. I'll have
0: to check that one out. But, Uh, uh, you know, might be a
1: perfect one to start with. Shout
0: out Vox and Hops. But, yeah. um, Let's see. Let's go to your number let's see your number two
1: my number two yeah your number poop okay here's how much things have changed man i've had to do a lot of soul searching because for years i've been saying dying fetus is my favorite death metal band if they're not anymore they're these next guys are certainly tied with them dude just thinking about beneath the massacre dude montreal's got a prominent death metal scene and these guys have been my favorite for a long time they're like cryptopsy on crack and much heavier like, fuck, dude, they really don't get the credit they deserve. I love them. And their singer, again, vocalist, Elliot, uh, he's, he's like Frank, dude. He just does the one thing, but he does it so well, dude, and he only got gnarlier as time went on. What's his name? Uh, Elliot. Uh, <laughs> I apologize in advance to all of our French listeners for this next part right here. Elliot Desagnez, maybe? There's some G's in there that I'm probably not pronouncing, um, but dude, like, like that guy is a beast. He, he, so the, when I first heard these guys, I thought they were gonna be a bunch of tall, skinny dudes with long hair. Nope, they are jacked, shaved head Canadians, French Canadians, dude, and they and they rip it on stage. <laughs> they, that's the thing, man. Like a, a band this technical usually isn't. Hey, they're not usually this intense or heavy. I love Obscura, but I definitely wouldn't consider them, like, a, you know, a monolithically heavy band, not comparatively. But, like, these guys are insanely technical to the point where th- their shows are so energetic. They're one of those ones that you got to get into. And there's times where everybody's super into it. And then they're doing this part that just stops everybody dead in their tracks and goes, What the fuck? They're insanely tight. Uh, and, and and Elliot on stage is just rallying. Everybody he just... Tapping everybody on the head and just getting everybody charged up, and he's just super, super intense, super brutal, and just like so many of these other guys, you talk to them off stage and they're all super nice French Canadian dudes. They're
0: awesome. Uh, I was just about to say, well, they're Canadian. Yeah. That's what they're known for.
1: Yeah, but they're 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 super chill.
0: Um, Weird band because they were. Really fucking lumped in with the MySpace deathcore thing, but yeah. I after I listened to them the first time I heard them, I'm like, okay, well this isn't the same as that other stuff. This no, 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 is just no, no, death no. metal. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, they, they,
1: they are. In fact, they... it's
0: just, it, it wasn't as chaotic as regular tech death, mm-hmm. but like these guys are like, they're still frantic they're, as fuck. I wouldn't call them a technical death metal band. I would definitely say that they're just one of the death metal bands that's on the more technical side. Like oh, yeah. they. They really flaunt that, but I mean, they're not like the old MySpace tech death stuff. No, 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 not at all. There's nothing core cool about them. I mean, it's they're they're a death metal fucking band yeah, through and being, fucking through, and they are fucking awesome.
1: They're probably hardcore influenced the same way like maybe a, a Suffocation is. They they say they are right. You know, hardcore influence.
0: Corpse Grinder. Yeah,
1: and they have breakdowns, but they they don't come from any core of any sort. They come from the So they have an insanely unique sound in a genre that has you know some it's gonna get a little samey samey but like dude they again the whole package is great and i've really had to go toe to toe with our is is it them or dying fetus and maybe they're tied i don't know i'm still i'm still in a bit of flux here but here i'll say this much i can listen to dying fetus all day i've done that before where i've just thrown their whole discography on a loop hit shuffle and just gone all day I can get everything I need from Dying uh, Beneath the Massacre in one song, but it's a great fucking song, dude. Um, They're back and active again. They're working on new music. They're they're doing their first tour of Europe in maybe ten years. I'm glad to see they're doing stuff That was another thing
0: I remember about this, but I haven't listened to them in a little while, but they're fast. Yes. They're very fast. They are very fast. That was one thing I always liked about them.
1: Yeah, man. They're they're frantic. There's just like this certain level of speed that those French-Canadian dudes have. It's them and... um, and Cryptopsy when flow really gets it going there's just this gnarly pace that that not a lot of other bands and they I wouldn't say it's the same thing for them but it's it's similar you know and they're just they're just awesome and now it's that time number
0: Number one one. mine's the same as it was last time it's the Uh, same it's been probably forever John fucking Tardy why John Tardy? I go from all these technical things to probably the least technical <laughs> yeah.
1: death yeah, metal yeah. band Barely there is. Bones as hell.
0: <laughs> the ACDC of death metal. Mm-hmm. Uniqueness. One. No one sounds like John Tardy. In fact, the closest fucking dude is actually Roger Moret from Agnostic Front. He would be the John Tardy of hardcore. John Tardy would be the Roger Moret of fucking death metal. I like it. But the big thing, man, to me is he sounds like death metal. Mm-hmm. He sounds like he's dying on the fucking mic. He sounds like a zombie singing. You know the, fuck?
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. Like, dude, like, so that's the thing. That was death metal when it started out, and everybody, again, I guess, yeah, it's,
0: it's not overly low.
1: Yeah, it, it was right in that in that mid spot, and like everybody, including Morbid Angel, including Death, including. Um, all their peers in the Florida scene all went these different directions. Deicide said, or excuse me, obituary said, nah, we're good right here. We'll just keep doing this and keep doing it. It's the the
0: tail end. It's the trail off. uh, Yeah, yeah. It's that thing. Yeah. He sounds like he's in pain. He sounds like he's in agony. He sounds like he's fucking dying on the goddamn mic. And it's... No one fucking sounds like that, dude. Mm -hmm. And to me, like, if you... If, if you showed me the word death metal And then you you know you, you had me listen to all these fucking singers And maybe I had music Just a stock fucking riff or whatever playing And you had all these music uh, vocalists come in And you asked me which one Embodies the sound Of the word death metal Dude, 10 out of 10 times All day in every time zone 24 by 7 I'm taking fucking John Hey, you know, And then you throw on longevity, dude like they've been at it for a long fucking time. They literally just played here like three ni- two nights ago.
1: Yeah, and I was so bummed I didn't make You know, make I mean,
0: it. same here. Uh but I mean, I've never seen them live. They're the one out of the fucking four that dude. the big four that I need to see live. They're so um, fucking fun live. But I mean, fuck dude, they you know, it's just some fucking hillbillies from Florida dude yep. playing fucking death metal, yep. dude, and and I mean, fuck what else can you fucking say? I mean, the guy's legendary, man. Like, yep. everybody in, in, that knows death metal knows, if you say John Tardy, they know what he sounds like. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a big thing. Absolutely. That, that comes with that uniqueness. You say his name, and that thing that we just did immediately jumps in your head. If, I mean, if you're familiar with fucking death metal. And so, to me, that's, I mean, number fucking one all, all fucking day. I, I didn't even bother to try to, like, whoa, should I see if someone else bumps him off yeah, the list? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. No, there's there's no way anybody would bump him from the number one spot. And I'm not saying, like, he's that much head and shoulders over fucking one through five. But he is, over, like, easily over, you know, two through five. He's just really fucking stands out. They were one of the first death metal bands, one of the first ones I heard that really 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 st- like stood out to me and then the fact the fucking dude on like slowly we raw he's not even fucking there's no lyrics on the album yeah he said there's no lyrics to those songs he's literally just making sounds dude mm-hmm. which is another thing that like not a lot of fucking vocalists would even bother to try but not a lot of vocalists could do and still be interesting Yannick, you know yeah slowly we raw we raw is You know, it's not my favorite album of theirs, but I do listen to it just to fucking trip out on the fact that he's literally not saying anything. Yep. Standard setter, man. Not like some of the new stuff with the fucking super low gutturals where it's a, impossible to enunciate. Yeah, there's and a you lyric watch sheet. a lyric video and you're yeah. like, okay, there's lyrics to this song. Yeah. He just can't enunciate it with given what his throat is doing. Yeah. This dude, there's no lyrics to those songs. They don't exist. Mm-hmm. He just made fucking noise. And I yep. think that's fucking awesome, dude.
1: Absolutely, man. They're still killing it today. They're, you know, they're one of those bands that breaks out of just the mold of, of appealing to death metal audiences. They appeal to just metal audiences in general. Uh, Randy from Lamb of God, who's a very notable, noted as saying, even though he sings in a metal band, he's not really a metal guy. So when he needed to find influences for when he joined Lamb of God, he said the two guys that stuck out to him the most and stayed with him and influenced his voice are the dude from Bolt Thrower, whose name unfortunately escapes me, and John Tardy from Obituary. So that's saying something in a nutshell right there.
0: Oh, um, yeah, shout out Bolt Thrower. You want to talk about middle of the road, yeah. middle of the pack. Can't get go wrong with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then there's a
1: tremendous crossover with the hardcore scene, dude. Hardcore fucking bands love them. Rod, or excuse me, no, uh, Freddie from Madball said that Obituary is the best hardcore band that is isn't a hardcore band. Um, you see hardcore dudes wearing their shirts all the time, always citing them as an influence in some in some way or another. Oh, you
0: want to talk about caveman riffs? I mean, yeah.
1: Captain
0: Caveman. Yeah, I mean, man. they are the
1: epitome of fucking caveman riffs. Yeah. So here's one for you. Everybody, you know, we're talking about the whole wave of caveman bands right now, and really all that we're, we're talking about is them doing like maybe, you know, dismember and like old entombed. Why is it? Why does it seem to me nobody's ripping off Obituary? You know what I mean? Why aren't we seeing those clones? I definitely hear traces of them in other bands, but why aren't they being rip-off the same way Entombed and Dismember
0: are? I think some of the riffs are similar. Yeah. I, in fact, I think that's where that's so it's like the sound they're they're trying to get that entombed sound because they like the sound. They're like, all right, cool, we like this sound. It's retro, fucking, it's retro as fuck. Yeah. But then they're, they're but like riff wise, because a lot of that stuff is like really fucking simple, and there's not a lot of fucking what I would consider simple death metal bands. That is, you know, absolutely, you know, yeah, absolutely. and I mean. Obituary is one, and yep. so to me, it's like if you're gonna play that same kind of fucking, just kind of like a chug or you know, you know, quote unquote groove riff, you know, you you are paying respect to fucking obituary because okay. they're one of the only ones that's ever been able to really get away with that for a long time. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Which also I think is why they, you listen to do listen to Don't Care, and I mean, hey, you know what? We'll get into that in the obituary episode as far yeah. as them being a hardcore band because this is just about vocals, right? But um. Yeah, I, th- I think they do – I think that is part of it is – that is a little bit of the obituary stuff because I'm mean, – like I said, ultimate fucking caveman stuff and and Tardy just real. I mean if it wasn't for Tardy like, – that's the other thing. If it wasn't for Tardy, I don't even think these guys would be considered a death metal band. I can see that. You know, if, if, if Corpse Grinder wasn't singing for fucking Cannibal Corpse, man, they'd still be a death metal band. Yeah. Like – I don't think obituary would be. They'd probably be a hardcore band. Oh, yeah. Given what they play. So
1: Or like a what would be now considered groove metal. Yeah, something like that. Something
0: like like that, yeah. because he really brings out the death in that band through the way his his voice sounds, through what he does with his voice. It's just fucking incredible. Absolutely. Your number one. My number I'm one. curious to see where this goes.
1: Hey, it's the same as it was. Oh, before. is it? Yeah. Michael. Oh, motherfucker. Mr. Mr. Michael Ackerfeld from Opeth, and more importantly to me, formerly Bloodbath, in this context. If I didn't hear him in Opeth first, I heard him in Bloodbath. And I heard Waste of the Grave off of, uh, shit. What, whatever that first full-length is. Uh, that, again, they Bloodbath was bringing back the HM2 sound before it was cool. But dude, Resurrection through Carnage or something like that, awesome. They're all zombified on the front cover. And then I hear Opeth, and I was like, oh, these guys just you know it's the same thing but they add a dimension to it and unfortunately that dimension is not there anymore it's you know that's a different matter he's just got an insanely low talking voice as it is so it makes total sense to me that his voice goes so well with with the death growls man he talks about he, he's been doing a lot of press recently too because of the new opeth album coming out And he says he still loves death metal but like the last death metal album he bought was Domination in 1995 and to him that was his perfect stopping point right there and he says David Vincent to him is the best you know perfect death metal singer so it makes sense you know that they come from that a lot and you hear a lot of Morbid Angel and Opeth. I wish I could have seen him in Bloodbath even though he probably played three shows total with them. Uh, I'm still awesome.
0: so surprised that you kept him at number one. I still love him. Again,
1: I did when a lot it's of It's like, searching.
0: Opeth is definitely not just a death metal band. No. They're more of a melodic death metal band. And he's barely in Bloodbath. Oh, he's not in Bloodbath anymore. That, well, he, no, I mean, even, yeah. even when he was in Bloodbath, yeah. he's barely in Bloodbath. But, like, Cause when he was in Bloodbath, they were still fucking like considered not, not a real band. Yeah. It was a side project. I, he, mean, I think yeah. Takrin did more shit with them than he did. No, he was
1: on, Taggrin was on the one album. He was on two two full lengths and two EPs and a live album. Uh, man, and that's the thing he talks about. He doesn't even listen to bands that sound like Opeth, where it's progressive death metal. You know, if he want, if he's gonna go back to death metal, he wants to do like a Repulsion type band, which I would love. Well, to a hear. lot. I
0: mean, a lot of guys don't listen to the stuff they're doing. Yeah, but like he him, definitely seems you know, like a dude. He seems like one of those fucking old timers back in the day that were like. You know, good music. What was the fucking thing on Airheads? Like fucking, if you ask me, fucking good music stopped as soon as the Beatles stopped. You know, and then, you know, and then he, you know, Brendan Fraser's like, you know, oh yeah, it's the same thing. Everybody fucking tells me, you yeah. know, fucking, uh, you You're know, gonna tell
1: and, me, Purple Haze meant something. Yeah, the whole Hendrix
0: thing. Like, it's yeah. he seems like that kind of dude. He's. So busy trying to go backwards. That
1: that whole generation of Stockholm dudes—if you listen to them talk—what's um, his fuck from? What okay, is it with Sweden and the retro thing? Stockholm specifically, because I don't think you see that well, much. Well, no, I with, mean, Mike Amot uh,
0: fucking has spiritual beggars too.
1: Yeah, but he's he's not a Gothenburg guy. Gothenburg guys are. Oh well, not yeah, like that's this. True. It's it's these guys specifically. What's his face from Entomb? The drummer, who's in like a million other things, including the helicopters and that Lucifer band uh you know he comes out and says like man death metal is death metal you know i can't imagine i guess it's different now for some people but back then man you couldn't listen to death metal and also like dream theater and it's just like you know there's a mentality with those
0: guys so weird
1: yeah especially because like even as much as we've talked about you know michael being kind of particular to one style sound he's Into Dream
0: Theater and Death Metal, you know, like, like, right. I I mean, I, I, you know, I mean, listening to the stuff you're doing can get redundant pretty fucking quick. So, I I mean, again, it's, I, I always laugh when people, you know, Say that they listen to this thing, and other people are like, "Wait, what?" And it's like, "Well, what did you think? Like, you think they just listen to just this?" But there are those. But there are those people that like that guy you just said. I mean, it's like, "Oh, if you like this kind of music, you can't like this kind of music." It's like, "Do whatever." Yeah, go live your life. A year or
1: two ago, (laughs) Nick Anderson was the one. Apparently, go
0: go live your life. I'll live mine. I'll list. I'll Dave. You know what? More for me. Yeah.
1: Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Go make more Lucifer records. Keep, (laughs) Keep entombed. In a weird state of legal limbo, please.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but no, like, like, and, and it's like he does the, you know, Michael still does the Death Growls live. It's just he sounds way different now. It's either like he just can't produce it like he used to or he's just giving it half speed or, you know, half attempt now. But I would love well, to I mean, see
0: I'm, him. I'm assuming, you know, because they did, I mean, they weren't doing it on the albums. I mean, if you don't keep doing a certain thing, especially if you're, if you were the kind of person that was like really fucking good at the thing you know because i mean spoiler he's probably going to be on my list for melodic death metal vocalists like but you know i mean if you stop doing anything i mean he's not a he's no spring chicken dude like you know, he's it's getting 30 up there. years of this shit yeah you know it's i mean eventually you run you know you might not be able to do it i mean especially if you stop doing it for any given amount of time and and not saying he was constantly doing it every day before, but I mean, I, I think as you're getting older and if you stop doing it as much, you're probably not going to be as good at it.
1: Yeah, I uh, I guess at the end of the day, I'm glad he's still doing it in any capacity, even if it's not on the records.
0: Because I've seen a, a few things where people are disappointed at, that it wasn't as good live yeah. I mean, I mean they all say you know they're happy that they still do it live, but it's not at yeah. the level it used to be.
1: Yeah, so I'm glad I got to see them when I did when they were touring Ghost Reveries. I think it was even before it came out. It was only four songs and it was uh it was on the Sun's or what is that fucking tour? Sounds of the Underground, so you know, it wasn't a full set, but hey, I got to see it. Gene Hoagland was filling in on drums. Oh that's the other thing. Live he's a crack up dude. Just watch watch compilations of him of him doing stage banner between songs. He For a guy who's in bands that serious and grim, he is hilarious, dude. God, you'd have to be.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Might as well be passing razors out at the fucking door (laughs) so everybody can just off themselves. You are pretty grim, dude. Like, you know, it's like, jeez, man. So if
1: I'm talking, if you want to watch live performances, because both this shit's all over YouTube, I think Opeth even put it on their, their channel. Uh, the Lamentations DVD or whatever which is you want to great. call that. Yeah, the first half is, is all well, the prog stuff up to that point, uh, which I love. Damnation's my favorite. I'm I mean,
0: like, they're not much to look at on their stage, but, I mean, yeah. you know, it's got a good light show. It sounds fucking great. It sounds great. awesome, like,
1: yeah.
0: Um, it's, it sounds really good. Yeah. And then if if you have a chance, watch the making of. That's yeah. fucking oh, yeah, awesome. Yeah. No,
1: that whole thing is great. Uh, but but watching the second half where they're doing the heavier stuff, it just sounds awesome. And then on the bloodbath side, Vokan two thousand eight, I think it is, where they all come out in shitty. They're all is that shit a, on YouTube? Oh yeah,
0: nice. They all wear. See,
1: that's the thing. Their biggest song is "Eaten," and there's a there is an easily to be their made biggest one. that it's possibly one of the best death metal songs ever.
0: Yeah, I just saw something said that it was the heaviest song ever. Or something Not the I was heaviest, like. What? But
1: it's awesome. It's 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 it's, it's that a cool is, song, yeah. That's the thing, is like each album's a different style of death metal too, so they don't just rip off entombed on the next album. That other one's just kinda this groovy death metal album, you know? And but and then and the the rendition that's on the album with Peter's vocals is awesome. But here in Michaels is how it should have been, dude. Like like it's so low and fucking evil and burly and just the idea that they all come out in shitty white t-shirts that are all torn up and they're all covered in fake, really bad-looking fake blood. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Like, they're having fun with it. It's, it's a cartoon. You know what I mean? Um, but hearing those songs sung in his voice makes all the difference in the world. And he's still having fun with the stage banter. Yeah, he does the, everybody, okay, give me your best low low death metal growl, yeah, alright, now give me your best high, yeah, alright, everybody go Danny Filth, and you hear the, all this whole big field in Germany going, ah, and it's hilarious, I love Michael, <laughs> I love death Danny metal, film. man, it's great, it's all great, thanks again for joining us everybody, let us know what your favorite death metal vocalists are, we'd love to hear from you, there's gotta be a wide array of different tastes and opinions on this matter, uh, hit us up on the socials hit us up on metalist podcast on instagram and pretty much everything else metalist pod on twitter hit me up at yesitisidavid on all the socials hit jason up at jznfitness uh like review and subscribe hit us up we'd love to hear from you until next
0: time eat your veggies fuck your prayers
1: see ya later